I just won. One on one single one, combat, you might it. have a shot. I think I can get what it. What can you get? That's tools? the biggest for sure. Nothing else. No I could cats. probably kill a fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's about I could it. Take down a shark if I had a knife. In its in, in the water? It, in the, yeah. in, Depends on in what the size. water with the shark? Yeah, yeah. No chop. I mean, like I'm a little not, sand shark. I'm losing a limb. You tie it to the end of a, yeah, what of a kind, stick. What kind of shark? Is it a great white? Great white, yeah. Oh, no God. chance, uh, Grace. Oh, my God. As cool. soon as it gets a hold of my ribs, it's just... Plus, plus the piercing the skin of a great white is going to be really hard. I don't hard. think six inches is going to get deep enough. No, it won't. And, and the skin of a great white is like... You're going to go... That probably was the worst animal you could pick. Great whites have some of the toughest skin in the world. probably drop the knife anyway. That's not my choice. You might get one strike and then... Anything just <laughs> it's not my choice, but I'm just saying that if I was forced I think you could kill a sand shark. I don't know about I'd a great white. If you're shark. off the coast of the Atlantic, the waves Dog are like fish. eight feet high, and you're fighting a <laughs> you're fighting a great white in the water. Yeah, I got it. You're dead though, right in the eye, dead. Well, you're dead though. No, I, you I'm said it bit limb. your lip. Well, you you survived shark attack. Says it. Listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire, crack open a cold one, and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. This episode is sponsored by our good friends at IC Cab. Whether you're in the Ohio Valley, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, Morgantown, or Charleston, you've seen the cars around. IC Cab provides a simple transportation service for all your transportation needs, be it a ride to the Pittsburgh airport, because we all know it's cheaper than parking, corporate transportation, courier services, or just a ride home from the local bar. IC Cab is your way to roll. To book your next ride, call 304 232 1313. Or schedule a future ride at iccab.com slash contact. Then all you got to do is fill out some info and boom, you got a ride coming your way. Oh, all right. That's me. Give him a call. Tell him the Pine Room sent you. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pine Room Podcast, episode 67. Uh, we're here in the studio. Myself, Chris, Matt, Jarrett, and Cools. Cools is back for vacation from Columbia. And he's alive. He's yeah. alive. He's got all of his limbs, his teeth, yeah. his hair. His, his... My dentist today said he thought I was going to come back with a, eye, a teardrop tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go to the dentist today? Yep. Nice. Got, good report? Done. Good report. Teeth <laughs> All good. Okay. All right. Well, we're here in the studio uh, on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. Happy Thursday to you listen right now. Uh, we're going to actually, a couple things. First off, the hat. the, it's not the a happy second, Thursday for that guy. <laughs> we got uh, the, what, what was this? Tanzania's biggest secret. Yeah, so staring his poor drafts getting ripped apart. Yeah. Oh, not boy. good. His, um, his neck hurts. Ooh. Talk about dark things. Um, Brenda from Horrifying History will be. Uh, in the middle third of this show, you're going to be hearing our interview with her on the Watchdog Network. We got to talk to her over the radio. This is going to that's going to take the middle section of this show. Uh, you'll hear us for the first half, then for the last half, and then you're going to hear Brenda and all the stuff we talked about. We talked about uh, Charles Manson. Talked about some stuff revolving involving him, mostly him and his his past and his life and everything revolving around him. His medical history, some crazy facts about him. 
and then she teased some stuff at the end. So go ahead and listen to that. Uh, give her a follow on social media. You can find her. It. I'm assuming if you just Google uh, yeah. horrifying history, you can find her. I think uh, one of them has a horrifying underscore history yeah. or something like that. But uh, yeah, you can find her anywhere. Yeah, she was super nice. Got to sit down with her. It was a blast talking to her yes, about a bunch of fun. different stuff. I finally got to just di- yeah. dig, dig in, yes. get my heels dirty. Uh, is that a, is that a saying? Get your heels dirty, fingers dirty. Uh, I think you can get your heels dirty. <laughs> yeah, like five heels your, for your hands, hand. heels yeah, for yeah. hands. Um, yeah. So uh, welcome into the Pinder Podcast. If you're unfamiliar who we are, uh, you can go ahead and check us out on everything we've ever done so far. We got over 190 videos on YouTube, hundred diff- uh, over 200 different things for you to watch and listen to. Um, you can check out all the the audio that we have on uh, wherever uh, podcasts are found. Um, but got a lot of good stuff going on, and, and uh, go ahead and give that a listen. Uh, we had a good day on radio today. We talked about a bunch of different stuff, talked about history, news, sports, uh, crazy stuff happened in the news. Had a lot of caller interaction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if, you, if you're unfamiliar with that, go ahead and listen. You can listen every Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Monday from 2 to 3, Tuesdays and Thursdays from noon to 3. Check it out on the radio. Uh, the Pine Room Podcast on yeah, the Yeah, you did a good job holding things down today. You Thanks, and, you Chris. You Jarrett for the first, what, 30 minutes? Yeah, we, we, yeah. Uh, we held yeah. it down for a little bit. Um, it's funny, though, when I'm when I'm not, when I'm the one kind of helming the ship, it gets a little bit um, overwhelming because I'm, I'm... Yeah, you need to be... Uh, you horse your way through. I mean, you, you're not horse shit, but I mean, you, you, there's really no laws in the... Yeah, yeah, the one, the one, one time he he ended the conversation, and I thought he was, I thought he was going to say something else, and then he oh, he yeah, thought he yeah. thought I was going to say something, I, and then that was but, toward the bottom of the hour. Yeah, right? one yeah. thing I did realize that is like as as much as you have to fill the air with talking, sometimes you don't have to constantly like da 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 da. Like if you want to take a like a little breath, you can. I've yeah. listened to a couple of radio shows, and we do. Um, we when we do like our game shows, I let you guys think and not we don't have to fill that. Yeah, I mean, if people know, people should be thinking along with us. Yeah, so that's well, I the, agree. That's the that, goal. That that's happened before. Uh, like I'd be driving or walking, I have headphones in, and then uh, listening to something, and then there's like a maybe like a three second pause, like nobody's talking. Yeah, and I and I. <laughs> used to think oh i lost the connection yeah you know the, yeah my phone died or whatever yeah but yeah just i try to keep it up during it. like times where there's conversation but like at the game show's going on if we have background music i'll let that play for a little yeah. bit yeah, yeah no, it's it's good the game no the game show was uh game show is good today different movie. movie what was it we had uh movies today we talked about yeah, movie, the top movie quiz yeah. top box office movies and these guys had to guess what we were talking about and then the other one was we did a would you rather but it wasn't well, well, we talked about what you would rather do, but there was also ability for me to see what the public chose. So, like, if sixty, like, if there was a question, you'd see the percentage of people picking mm-hmm. them, and these guys had to figure out what the yeah. Our, our our last one, the the last one was probably our, our best. Was would you rather have feet for hands or hands for feet? Matt said feet for hands. I said hands for feet. So I, yeah. I walk like a I walk like an idiot if I had hands for feet. <laughs> well, I think if I had hands for feet, then I would just walk around like a monkey almost. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'd do that. Chris, what do you do? I'd be able to like swing from tree to tree. <laughs> I, I I'd probably rather have hands for feet. That's what everybody said. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Matt so. said, I'm still going. Matt said way. if he had feet for hands, he'd he'd have a heck of a, a weapon with his heels. Yeah, I could kill someone. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. crack yeah. an orbital be UFC fighter. <laughs> he couldn't throw a ball. I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't eat. I, you could eat I like, could a, eat. like a horse. <laughs> yeah. 
Imagine trying to type something on a computer. Well, he oh, said if, if he had long toes. Type with yeah. heels. I could type. Yeah, yeah. He would, you'd start. I'd figure it out. You'd, you'd Evolution. Yeah. I just don't know. My hands, it would be hard. Think about how hard it would be for your body to support your hands. Think about weighting. Yeah, that would be tough. You'd have like real calloused palms. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you'd be heels out. Heels out. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be like that. <laughs> no, not like that. like that, yeah, like that. Yeah, so he said he'd. Run, Matt said he'd run on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if you had feet for hands, I feel like you could just swing by from trees and stuff. That'd be sweet. How you many? think you'd be a better swimmer, Matt? If you had feet for hands, mm-hmm. your doggy paddle would be great. Uh, you might be able to go faster. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, probably. People say there's webbing between our fingers, like like that a little, little a little bit, like but it's not like Water World. Yeah. I mean, no. Um. Anyway, that's the kind of conversation we have on the radio. Check <laughs> yeah. that out. Uh, the yeah. Watchdog Network Riveting. every Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, we talked about sports. Chris, you called in talking about the Pirates, yeah. um, and I think last week we didn't touch on any sports. You guys want to touch on anything? Cools in the NFL. Running backs are getting disrespected. <laughs> How do you know that? I, I, I keep we per- he prepares he keeps, for the show. He keeps up on it. Yeah, yeah he's going to prepare. Disrespected, but I mean, that rightfully so. You don't hey, really need to cool. break the bank on it. The there. other day, I uh, I texted him about eight o'clock one night. And I say, give me a call real quick. He says, well, once I'm done watching NFL Network. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> watching. Yeah. So, and I, you know what? I don't want to be, get between him and his yeah. football, football knowledge. Yeah. So. No. Definitely not. Skip Bayless is my hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. About Stephen A. He's pretty good too. No, I, I I just was on our sheet today. I, don't, I have no idea why. Yeah, why? What do you think about your your running back? I just I think that you don't need to pay them as much as they are demanding. I mean, if you look at they were showing some studies of like the most recent like Super Bowl winners and the running backs and stuff. Yeah. And it's always like the cheapest running backs. Like the yep. Chiefs won last year with a seventh round running back. Yep. He's making the minimum. So I just don't know why you would break the bank for one. Yeah, no question. Easily replaced. Well, yeah, and, and they keep those guys kind of w- with that franchise because what they their rookie contracts for what for five years? Yeah, yeah you get to opt. And you beat the shit the out of them for five years, and, and they have five great years, and they're like, well, we, you know, you're yourself. Well, that's that's why every but, every guy in pro sports should be on one year contract. That's mm-hmm. how it should go. That's, that's how it should go. One you, year? you get paid more that way. Yeah, you absolutely. get paid more that way. You get paid based on your performance, and, and, definitely. And you know, when they were talking today, I, I, in between listening to you guys, I had the radio on, and somebody proposed. They said running backs should be allowed to, after one year of college, they should be allowed to play uh, in the pros because they said they they're, they're the last position player that can get hit as hard as as hard mm-hmm. as they want, or not as hard as they want, but uh, from every angle. You know, yeah. now they're like tight ends. Uh, wide receivers, there's no fear going across the yeah, middle that's because what, you, you, you hit them too hard and then it's a... Yeah, penalty. Say always said, like, unlike a receiver, like, they, they can fall to the ground, they can go out of bounds. A running back, you, you're either scoring or you know you're getting hit that play. Like, yeah. you're yeah. getting hit Yeah, and a lot play. of times, you know, a couple guys hold him up and a third guy comes 10 yards away and just yeah. plows him. <laughs> yeah. I hate I mean, running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do that a lot? I hate running he the ball. He never touched the ball. Right? We're a, we're a <laughs> pass team. You like only. flag football. 
when you I were hated like, flag football. Yeah, what I was hate it? Football. I, I'm sure we've talked about it before in the show. But how My was stat your, line? Yeah, what was your stat line in flag oh, football? Man. If I was a, if they had me on fantasy, they'd I'd be just break. I'd be breaking. You'd be records. number one overall pick every year. We I, were uh, dropping. Were we just dropping? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never touched a ball. Never got a flag. It was the worst thing. All I did was put my hands up. I think Derek got one. One he played. Uh, he played with the uh, Calvert twins. The only thing I ever remember stupid, about eh? that is Jeff Turner, uh, fan of the podcast. Uh, we practiced in an absolute. Could have been the worst thunderstorm to ever go through the world. <laughs> it was there was lightning. You guys still practicing? Oh, we were underneath the shelter yeah, in, the in Garden Park, Park, and it Park. was an absolute like. Monsoon. Jeff Turner was your coach. He was our coach. We had spikes on in the in the concrete, and guys yeah, would fall I, I in slipped and, and fell. Did you guys <laughs> move the picnic tables, or did they have them there then? I, I honestly, I think we were just remember. running. We were running handoffs uh, up the middle, so we didn't have to we didn't have to go left or but right. You look around. back at that. Yeah. That's, that's how you just, get one percent better every day. Exactly. That's a that's <laughs> what makes we're you mad working. about people that get so uptight about that that shit. Like I list, I look back at that. I barely even remember any of it, yeah, let alone yeah. like go, man. You, hey, you remember that game we had against East Wheeling? <laughs> How great was that? <laughs> the only two I remember was the one we played against in Pinto. It's the only yeah. one we beat Say. I'll hold that over him for the rest Say's of his life. A, yeah. I'm still a mess it about that psychologically. Absolutely haunts him. <laughs> uh, but, Cools, how was your trip? Oh, man, it was a unique trip, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'll say this. I had a blast. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't. But there was definitely some times where I was like, okay, I'm a little worried right now. Yeah, for Wait, anybody you- that doesn't know, he <laughs> went to uh, Columbia, one of probably the – most terrifying places to go in some parts. Yeah, How, it was definitely. What I, was you? You were in Medellin, was it called? Medellin and Cartagena. Yeah, we went so, to Cartagena. Cartel territory. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I went to the resort in Cartagena first, so like that wasn't really that bad. But I will say, like. Because you guys are telling me stories of like how scary it is and how dangerous it is, and I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> like, now, now I'm freaking out a little bit. And I get to Cartagena at the airport. The first thing I do is when we get off. The airport, we walk out. We're like trying to get an Uber and stuff. And those, you know, like, like the taxi drivers, like the, the swindlers, like yeah, the, and they're yeah. coming up to me. And he's like, Oh, you want to drive? You want to ride? I'm like, No, I'm good. I ordered an Uber. He's like, All right, well, what about this? And he like gets up close to me. He's like, I got the pure cocaine. Mm. And I'm like, oh, Right off the like, right off the well, fucking airplane. Again, like, first yeah. thing, like, the right pure. off the airport, yeah. I'm getting off with it. Coke. is pure down there. I will say <laughs> it's probably not caught with fentanyl. Your chances of ODing on that are probably pretty slim, so that's a good thing. So you got to the resort. Was that nice? The resort was nice, yeah. I wasn't really freaked out there at all. But Where was, it, where was the most, like, what were the parts where you were freaked out? Like, well, well, I mean, obviously that. Definitely that. Uh, we went on, like, this boat tour, so we had to uh, Uber down, like, downtown Cartagena, and it's like a marina. When you walk across this boardwalk, and when you get out of the the Uber, there's I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of like hustlers like coming up, <laughs> swarming you, like trying to sell you hats, bottles, and stuff. <laughs> so like I, I'm wearing my backpack, I literally put it on my chest because there's so yeah, many, yeah, you have yeah. yeah. I would say I if you chain. leave something in the back, oh good oh, god, yeah, like those. I'm not terrified. exaggerating, hundreds of them That's, with water bottles, hats, whatever the hell they're selling, just like coming up to you. They're not just walking up to you asking, you know, they're grabbing your arm like, hey, hey, you want this? Yeah, you want this? And you have to tell them like. no. So then we get up to the boat and they're just swarming us and we're thinking like, remember how like on the uh, Antigua we got on the boat? You have like your own private boat. Yeah, yeah. There's like five, mm-hmm. five, six, eight. Yeah, people, just whatever. just like you, just it's, like you. And it's your a group. smaller boat than that. It's like a speed boat almost. Where, what body of water were you guys going in? In uh, one of those bays that's oh, off okay. the coast I of the. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <that> <laughs> <off> <laughs> the it was in Cartagena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, because that, that's 
to the north so it'd be atlantic ocean or the bay probably mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i guess it'd yeah, be in there but there's like a loop <laughs> like yeah like probably it's probably be called a bay i would mm-hmm. think but we get on that boat and it i'm not there's probably 30 of us on that boat like you're all sitting like shoulder to oh, shoulder geez. i got this backpack see those things sink in the africa all about uh, yeah, that, yeah that, would, that, 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 would, that doesn't sound appealing to me yeah. at all. It, it ended up being fun because like the, yeah. the drivers are coming around, they're pouring shots in your mouth, you're having fun. Like, but then here's another different part where I was scared. We go up to like this tiki hut in the middle of the ocean, and they got like wooden planks so people sit on, like right. they're selling drinks and stuff. And this guy's like paddling around on like on this what you call it, like yeah. a canoe, like a kayak or canoe. Yeah. And inside the canoe, he has like all these wooden carved like yeah. elephants or whatever it is. And he comes up and he's like, hey, like, you want to buy this? And I said, no. He lifts one up and says, what about this? It's cocaine underneath there. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. Oh, my God. Time. I bet every person down there sells oh, it's, it. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. We had one guy <laughs> at the beach and he's walking around. I, this didn't happen to me. It happened to Spencer. And I guess he was like saying, hey, like, you want to take her inside? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. This prostitution, oh, I'm sure, is real, so, real good down there. Yeah. So it was fun. Like, if you're looking for trouble there you but can definitely just find a it. totally different place oh, compared to anything different. you're used to yeah yeah i was constantly looking over my shoulder i would have had a hard time getting some sleep well, was Ooh. was the the second city what was it met Medellin. Medellin. Yeah. was it was it nicer than cartagena yeah because it was more like city life yeah yeah because there is I actually work mm-hmm. for some people that live in in medellin that mm-hmm. i did i deal with in uh yeah i mean they they their area where they live is, is all right but i mean they then again when you're you're from there it's probably a little bit easier to blend yeah. in yeah, if you're like american and you yeah i mean, I mean obviously you know caucasian you stick out a little bit more than than down there and the they locals all speak spanish like, right right all the menus are in spanish i'm having right. a google translate and sure. point at the menu like it's it's a different it's completely different the if food it, was great though i'll say that yeah what what was your favorite meal the last night we went to a place called Sushi Market, and it was unbelievable. There was sushi and oh, because it it's it's a city, like it's no yeah, no. I'm, and, and they probably, they can get fresh fish. Oh, really? I mean, they're right down. <laughs> yeah, to Seattle very close is a to shit. Also, yeah, it was like comparable. a city. You know, anywhere near the water, that's a good place yeah. to eat food. Um, well, fish. oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Uh, Chris, you um. Did you have any trips this this weekend that rivaled Columbia? Oh, no, no. It, uh, travel hasn't been much of uh, nothing too exciting. You didn't go all. down to War, West Virginia, like Roy yeah, C. Yeah, Roy C. was in War today war. or yesterday. Jeez, how far south is War? I don't know. He, he I think War's way way down. Does the War have two R's? No, I think just is one. This one. I think just okay. one. One War. There's some really interesting cities in, yeah. in there's a there's a town in West Virginia that has a population of zero. Um, and how many of those are like there's unincorporated yeah it it was like an old mining town and i forget what the hell it's called um shit what the it's um it's got a a, like i think it's got it's like a human name i believe kevin i i remember what i was gonna say i i'm when you come off to those swindlers and like most of them are not caucasians i mean they're the people of wherever you're going to the locals yeah. yeah and 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 I found that a lot of those guys are not not short, but like they're 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 average height. I'm like when we were on the corner in Nassau, I felt like such a, a sore thumb. I'm this big big white dude, pale as a, a ghost, and I have long hair, and I'm like just standing around. I got a beer <laughs> shirt on. I felt and like if you're in that situation, you're almost a target. 
Like oh, you're yeah. a target yeah. for people you that stick are, out. Like yeah. and I'm and I don't look like the smartest guy ever, so I'm just kind of this big brute like walking through the <laughs> the the area but i that's the one thing that really turns me off about getting going to places yeah. like that is i don't do good with those what, people i don't like it either what do you think that the first natives when people the colonials guys came into the to the uh colonies like just along the coast of the atlantic ocean what do you think they felt like the, those the the do you uh, think, natives do you think they were the first time they saw a white man do you think they were aggressive or curious Probably a little scared. I mean, I, I mean, then maybe aggressive if they thought you were threatening. But that would be yeah. terrifying to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the first time I, I, I listened to remember, a podcast. Remember, there's no pictures. Like at least, yeah, you don't. Cooley's know going down there. He kind of knows what he's yeah. going to yeah, see yeah. to some degree. And job, they have seen pictures of guys like you before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, if you've never seen anybody else that looked totally different than you, and you the first time you ever laid eyes on them, that would be, be like a an little alien. alarm. It well, that, would be. that's like those tribes in the Amazon that right. that have absolutely zero yeah, contact with never. Yeah, yes. they, they they. I heard a story of a guy that they were going down a fucking river in a boat and. They just came out and yep, killed us, dude. Just, just like instantly. <laughs> they said they ripped, ripped him open to see what he was eating. Because I wonder how many, spe- how many people, like how many cultures or, or civilizations that are out there that haven't been discovered yet. Like, so the, the one famous one, or they're called the Sentinelese. They're from Sentinel Island, um, off the. It's called North Sentinel Island, the Andaman Islands uh, in the Indian Ocean, and there are famous <laughs> pictures of like these guys with bow and arrows trying to shoot helicopters and like drones and stuff <laughs> like that. I remember reading and, and researching this when I was in middle school in Mr. Stid's class. Uh, shout out, Mr. Stid. Um, this guy does, says he doesn't remember anything. Um, and these people, I remember they, this photographer was taking a trip, and he, of course, he wants to be the guy to make the contact with these yeah. guys. So they take him off the boat, and he's like, they're they're kind of well. First off, they warn him. They they fire arrows at sure. the at the sure. ship. He's out in the water. The boat. Yeah. Yep. One guy gets an arrow in the leg, and they take. They have to retreat. Then that they was come out again. Get away. They come out again. Yep. They take the guy on the tough island, guy. and he's he's okay. He's having fun, and then I think yeah, they ate him. Guy. And then <laughs> they, ate him. they cut him open and ate him. Yeah, these did experiments on him. I, I think that to me, and I, again, I was listening to a, a guy on a podcast telling about how he he did like a three week trip in the amazon by himself and the guy asked him he said what's the most terrifying animal in the in the amazon and he said humans yeah so that I, that to me that just give me chills right now that the that absolutely horrifies me like if i like if i had to be like it would be millions and millions of dollars for me to go to the amazon and like go try to contact one of these well i probably would die anyway but just that that absolutely horrifies so me. things could kill you Bug, oh, bug bites. I mean, yeah, any type of spider hey, bite. Now in Florida, malaria is down there, right? so that's yep. great. Yeah, yeah. You got malaria. Yeah. You got the algae that's killing people. You got flesh eating bacteria. Yeah, brain eating yeah, amoeba. If you were over there, like, if you needed med- medical attention, what kind of care would you get? Well, they might think since you're the white man, you might be considered rich, so maybe they would yeah. take care <laughs> yeah. of you. The bill would be pretty hefty. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, Chris, I was gonna say a gun or a knife for either one to kill yourself because there's no way. If you get hurt out there, you're done. You're finished. You're finished. You mean in the Amazon? You're done. Oh, you're done. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna no, get eaten we'll, alive we'll by a. You're gonna eat alive by a. So you would? Do so we ask this question? Take the gun to kill yourself. Yeah, hundred so percent. It's really not for. Uh, I did, mean, well, I mean, it would be, but I mean, if I get hurt, save one. Save one. Yeah. Did we ask the question about whether you'd rather try to live like in the Serengeti or the Amazon? 
which which is uh, we harder ooh, to survive man. in. You'd probably. I think pro- the Serengeti. I'd probably take my chances oh, in the geez. Serengeti. I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think. I, I think I'd have to do the Amazon. You think so? Because I, I don't have to worry about mountainous cats that can run seventy five miles an hour on top of all these other things. I, I, I the yeah. Amazon. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you got. I, I, there's I don't know. That's a tough. Deadly that's a really animals tough all around that. But I, I think I might take my chances on in the Amazon. I wow. think the Serengeti just because it's dry. Our buddy Earl asked a question kind of along these lines: You have a six-inch knife. What's the biggest predator you can fight to the death with? Oh, he said a coyote. I know that's an absolute I slaughter. I would kick a coyote to death. I, he said a coy- I, I said I could probably get. I think I could get a wolf. Probably. I think I could get. Depends on how many wolves. I just won. One on one single one. combat, you might it. have a shot. I think I can get it. What him. can you get? That's tools? the biggest for sure. Nothing else. No I could cats. probably kill a fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's about I could it. I'd take down a shark if I had a knife. In its. In, in the water? It, in the, yeah. in, it depends on in what In the water size. with the shark? Yeah, yeah. No chance. Right. I mean, like I mean, a little not, sand shark. I'm losing a limb. You tie what, it to the end of a, yeah, what of a kind, stick. What kind of shark? Is it of great white? Great white, yeah. Oh, no no chance, no. Grace. Oh, my God. As cool. soon as it gets a hold of my ribs, it's just... Plus, plus the piercing the skin of a great white is going to be really hard. I don't hard. think six inches is going to get deep enough. No, it won't. And, and the skin of a great white is like... You're going to go... That probably was the worst animal you could pick. great whites have some of the toughest skin in the world. probably drop the knife anyway. It's not my choice. You might get one strike and then... And Great White just Jaws. <laughs> would, That's not my choice, but I'm just saying that if I was forced to I think you could kill a sand shark. I don't know about oh, a Great White. If you're shark. off the coast of the Atlantic, the waves Dog are like fish. eight feet high, and you're fighting, a, <laughs> you're fighting a Great White in the water. Yeah, I got it. You're dead, though. Right in the eye, dead. Well, you're dead, though. No, I, you I'm said it bit limb. your lip. Well, you you survived shark attacks He says it confidently. Huh? Yeah, is it, that yeah, I but, like that knife would not even phase the shark. So, wait, like, so maybe if you got him in the eye, yeah, that's what, that's or, or the snout. So I mean, he grabs you, and that might that might stun him enough that you could maybe get away if you had a boat like but right there. I'm swimming. Oh, you're killing it. That, uh, that's that's you could never get to an organ where it could hurt it bad enough. I mean, what do you? I guess you could slide down his gill as hard. Yeah. You, can't, <laughs> you can't cut the skin so tough. You it, got it would actually probably cut you worse than it. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Biggest animal. Uh, uh, I think I what do you think, Matt? You think you could get in it I could besides kill, a fish? I could kill fish. Maybe, maybe, maybe that bird. <laughs> a monkey? Uh, does, a does rabbit? I'd like to kill to, a raccoon. Does it have to... Uh, is it a... Is it fighting back, or are you just talking about? Yeah, fighting. Yeah, like if it attacked you, what do you think the biggest animal like, you like could you get? Could kill that giraffe that they just showed, yeah. couldn't you? I don't well, uh, think. I don't know where a giraffe's like main artery is, but if you could, you'd be tough to get up to his neck. Yeah, uh, but if you got him under the gut, I bet you Wait, probably well, could, Chris. I'd run but, underneath hey, it. What, so that's a good technicality. What, what would George say? You get him tall, the yeah. big guy. What do yeah, you do? Right, work on the knee. Work on the knee. You get him down. Yeah. yeah, but, then he, but he, if he gets one whip of his, do they have tails? Uh, yeah, well, no, yeah. I think yeah. or his legs he even. Just kick you. We were show, we were. Uh, You'd have to get that one video, and they were swinging her neck. Yeah. yeah, You'd have to be like Luke fighting. Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back yeah. and shoot that thing up onto his. Get a little <laughs> propel you up. And oh then yeah, slice yeah. Slice it open. Uh, cool. I hate to, I hate to burst your bubble here, but although sharks appear smooth and sleek as they glide oh, yeah. through the water, they are covered in hard armor. Yeah. Okay, but. 
How hard? The great right thrashing will like Cole's tear your flesh Cole's, apart. Cole's would be, he'd be in the jaws and he'd, he'd have his knife and he'd go, this is my point. And he'd go to stab hey, and, and the knife would just break. Like Shark Week, <laughs> I think, starts this week. I wonder if they're going to try oh, that. Oh, is it this week? I think, I, 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 it used to be later in the summer, but I thought I said it was. Don't they, like, they cut sharks open for Yeah, they, I can definitely cut a shark. Well, yeah, maybe they do, one. but oh, they did got. Did you say the last thing? <laughs> what? Just, just, you would see his, his arm like, like a hook, with a hook a shark. With a knife and then it just, the shark just pulls him in we never seen Cools, I can't believe you picked a great one. Well, I might be able to kill one of those whales that we read about on the show today. Oh, they, those pile of whales? Yeah, those pile yeah, of whales. Well, if you could catch it, you definitely could. Because uh, those people were killing them with hooks. Let's and stuff. see. Um, all right, I'll list off some animals. You guys tell me if you think you got them with a with Bald a eagle, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I would never want to kill that thing's wings. No, I know, but yeah. they would kill nice you. God. They'd peck yeah. your fucking eyes out yeah. so quick. Yeah, no wonder they're the the state, Wait. the federal bird of the United States. You don't think you can kill a bald eagle? Nah, just a lot of it. With a knife? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. That would be very tough. If Those it things... got in tight and got you're done. Oh yeah. So you your only shot is to strike it like an arm's length before you realize the, uh, the sense of alertness to those bald eagles. I've watched those things hunt before. They we used to have some at the at the beach. It is incredible how they sit there and he'll stalk you and watch you. So sneaking up on one of those would be and really tough. If it was like plummeting full speed and just went full speed, it would knock you, you out. You should see him dive for fish. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, it's, I don't know what the, the miles per hour would be, I'm, but I would guess like 40 to 50 miles an hour. They're diving into the water and they're picking, and they're not picking out like a little goldfish. They're they're taking like a half a fucking a uh, tuna or a, you know what? I, probably a marlin if they wanted to. Off again. <laughs> You see a marlin? Yeah. It blows my mind. How do the birds see the fish in the water? I don't know. I, well, I, don't I mean, birds have I didn't realize they're eyesight, but it must be something with their well, sensory. There's that typical. There's that that uh, stereotype, like eyes of a hawk. Birds yeah. have pretty good they eyesight. Must be. I think. Yeah. I mean, they're che- cheating. All right, here you go. Um, lion, too. yes or no? Yes. No chance. A lion, fuck no. no fuck actually, fuck anything with claws, I'm gonna struggle. No big ca- any big cat, no. <laughs> I don't think. No, I mean, I mean, this this lion would have had to been born three yeah. hours ago. I, might have been <laughs> I mean, that's it's, probably it, about all. It swipe it, it would yeah. swipe the knife out of my hand yeah. and it bite me in the face. If he, I, you I even see those baby lions playing with each other. It scares me. Yeah, They're dangerous. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, I get it wolf. At least one out of ten. I think wolf is the best. One on one. Wolf the biggest one I could get. Maybe. Because if he jumps on you, you have a shot of getting him in the yes. heart, and it could, you could kill him. And they don't; their their claws aren't really. Right. They but don't but really... if he comes with a friend, you're done. I think yeah. you got yeah, no chance. I think that's the biggest uh, one I can get. One on one. One on one. One on one. One on one in the cage. Coyotes are given. I could. I could. Yeah, well, they're small. They're like dog size. So you, you could. You could probably fend off a coyote. I would kick a coyote so hard. What do you think about hippos? Zero percent. Zero. Job, you say that like you, you you have some animosity toward the coyote. Well, because they're yeah, little they assholes. Kill, they kill dogs. They, they're little fuckheads. The ones they around think, here. They think they're tough and they yip and oh, they need their little friends. They're like kill MS-13. Oh, they're tough in groups. They t- they're tough. In I groups. might be able to kill that monkey. That you put on one here. by itself. You could you right. could literally you could probably rip it in half. Uh, <laughs> here's another one. Uh, tiger finished. No, no chance. Zero percent. No Nobody in the cat. One out of ten. Yeah, no cats. Orca, <laughs> no, no, no fucking no, chance. They're no. more, they're more predatorial than sharks. It that would, is. it would grab me and flip me a fifty feet in the <laughs> air. Those, those orcas, we read about them. We've done them on the show. 
They're the most da- they're the most dangerous animal in the sea. Yeah. Like you ever seen them grab a seal and whip it like? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they fire them. It land like on he's top of the building. A baseball, yeah. <laughs> it would land on top of the, the, the studio roof. Yeah, it would. Those uh, things are so powerful. I can see him just getting flipped up in the air. I'd look like a. I'd and they like don't a, have they don't have like uh, their limbs just yeah. The, those killer whales they they're like uh, kind of loose cannons in the head. Oh. Like they'll I mean they're ramming boats and stuff. Well, I mean, and they, they don't they, they don't get scared. Like those. T- Oh, I think any animal that's kept in captivity like them in those tanks in SeaWorld, I think yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. But, like, they, I've seen videos of them taking the, that trainer and just going straight oh, down. Yeah. Just because oh, they give yeah. them a knife, I just, bet they get out of it. No shot. Zero chance. Uh, Great White Shark, Cooley says yes. It's no. impossible. No. Uh, <laughs> Komodo yes Dragon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could get a well, Komodo Dragon. they're not, I don't think they're that fleet of foot. Well, and, yeah. but if he gets a bite in you, you're going to get a Yeah, yeah aren't they, don't they have, yeah, like, poison? poison? Yeah. Well, I think it's like, their saliva is like the most bacterial-ridden. Yeah, it sl- would be, spit, the, the, the uh, infection you would get from it would be horrible. We'll do we a couple more here. Uh, leopard? No. Nope. Yeah. No nah. big cats. Zero. Nah. I mean, no. You down to a small size mountain lion cub, but even those things are terrifying. Uh, no, no cats. At I all. would try to get him in a headlock. Cats. Or big cats scare me. Uh, bobcat. Yeah. Yes. Bobcat. You'd have a yes. shot with a bobcat. Yes. Bobcat. You'd have a shot. But that's not like a big cat that I'm talking about. That's grizzly a, that's bear. A, a lynx. Yeah. <laughs> grizzly bear. Absolutely. I don't think you can stab. You know what? If the grizzly bear is coming, I'd probably stab myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Finish myself right off. through my can head. You, can you do the the Get big no. to a grizzly bear? No. It's only black bears? I think they see that as a challenge, and right. then they just want to... Do that? Yeah. Is there I any... No, that's a, a black bear. Oh. Is there any way that you could get away from a well, grizzly bear? Well, I think you... No, I, I take that back. I take that dead. back. Uh, hold on. Uh, I thought... They're all pretty fast, aren't they? Yeah. yeah they're like so they real fast. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. You can't climb a tree. They're swing... Like, the radius, they can swing their arm and hit you. There's, like, nothing that they can't do, really. It says they can swim. It says as big as my head. Direct, direct punches and kicks at the bear's face. Use any weapon like rocks, branches, or bear spray. If a grizzly grizzly slash brown bear charges at you, play dead yeah. in all caps. Do yeah. not fight back. Cover your head and neck with your hands and arms. Certainly change. So otherwise, you just cower. And, and then die. he might step on you, and it might not yeah. matter anyway. Oh I, I, there's another animal I could kill there. I just saw a turtle. Yeah. I might have a shot against him. Uh, turtle soup. Not like that Tim would turtle. be uh, King Cobra. Yeah. Well, I'll give myself a chance with the King Cobra. I mean, but it's it's literally uh, ninety ten him. If he strikes, it's over. Yeah, but I if mean, I, I could somehow get him before his fang got me and cut his head off, <laughs> but then he could still bite me though. That's the problem. Yeah. He could finish the bite. He would just go right in, and, and then ooh, we yeah. both die. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, what a way to go! God, you killed the King Cobra, tough. but he still Any got you. Maybe here? I might try to throw the knife at the That's Cobra. Maybe, to maybe throw. Throw. <laughs> yeah. Throw. He throw. I'm not to- accurate enough to do that. I need to be like. If I miss, and I just run. I like to be. Had to be like Lavar from the Revenge of the Nerds to, to be able to <laughs> oh, do that. The, the yeah, yeah. I don't think Austin Hedges could <laughs> kill, a zebra. kill a cobra. Yeah, zebra, you have yeah, a shot. Zebra. Jump on his back like a horse and uh, slit, slit, his, slit his throat. Um, any more on here? This is very uh, Nile crocodile. No chance. No, no, no fucking prayer. What is wrong with you? That that knife in his back would feel like a bug bite to him. Like <laughs> he wouldn't even, even zigzag. He I would one yard step. On he his would, back. He and he'd would. lash his tail, knock me out, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Drag me to his lair and feed me to his kids. Uh, is there anything else in here we could do that'd be like reasonable? Hyena. I think I could get a hyena. <laughs> one in one. In one. Yeah, they one are, they're pack animals. 
I think I yeah I can get one. one. I don't know that hyena in Lion King was pretty nasty fucker. I don't even think yeah, I need a yeah, knife what to were get there? a hyena. Did they have names? Those hyenas? They did. Yeah, Ed. Was it Ed? One of them. No, was Scar Ed. was the bad lion, right? Yeah, Scar. Then... Ed was the one with the eyes that went the wrong way. <laughs> oh yeah, Ed. But and, uh... You could kill one of them. I mean, what I get wildebeest. Yeah, because yes. if you can get up on him, you can. They don't. You can they is cut that his... a six-inch knife? That feels big. Yeah, it's like that's a jump. Like a yeah. What, what, what size? Oh. It's half a foot. What size knife was was Rambo? That's a foot. That's got to no, be a foot. Definitely six inches. No. Don't undersell. I think well, that's here, a little. Let's one six <laughs> inches here. of meat well, packing. Yeah. On this one, I could kill that three, baby four, zebra. Yeah, zebra. It's about the size of my my laptop screen. Yeah, oh my, I'm definitely killing. Is the blade is is the laptop screen? That, I think like, you can that, about that. Now that, that I see that six inch, I was thinking think it, was like it was like I was thinking it was like that. I thought no, still ain't killing the shark. With yeah, that. I mean I don't think you're killing it, but yes, I'm going right. Man, Earl really sparked the, yeah, the heavy car. Thank you, good, Earl. Good, good discussion. Good stuff. Great time Earl. for us to yeah. break. Huh? Good yeah, good stuff for a break. It's starting to get hot in here. Hey, again. send us on social media what you think you could take out with it, yeah. or for all or other topics yeah. like that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should start doing that more. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and you're going to listen to Brenda from Horrifying History. You're going to hear her from the radio. She runs her Horrifying History uh, accounts on uh, Spotify and anywhere you can find uh, podcasts and like. She talks about supernatural things, uh, conspiracy theories, kind of stuff like that. Um, super cool stuff. Go check her out. But uh, this is Brenda from Horrifying History. Enjoy. Enjoy. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, but you don't just have to listen to the podcast. We have some other stuff out there, too, like Better's Last Stand, our sports betting show covering all things sports and betting, or Soup and Stuff, where Soup sits down with business owners, athletes, and other professionals for good conversation. Or, if you want to listen to us live, you can tune into The Watchdog, FM 98.1 or AM 1600. Or you can listen live online at thewatchdognetwork.com. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. Graham, thank you so much for joining us. No problem at all. And like I said, if the power cuts out, either I'm in a bathtub somewhere or perhaps my house is gone. I can't really oh, say no. which. Oh, well, well, let's certainly hope not. Uh, geez, uh, is that, was that something that was on uh, literally on the radar today? Were, were you guys supposed to have high winds or is, is that common this time of year up there? It's really common here in Ontario. We're considered to be a tornado valley. And, and the reason is it gets incredibly humid and hot here. Uh, so we've been having the hot weather for about a week. We've had a couple bad storms already. But uh, this one, it was hilarious. I was trying to dial in to come and talk to you guys. And all of a sudden, that's when I got the, uh, the uh, alert on my phone that, Hunk, you know, you should consider hunkering down. I'm like, I'm in my basement. I'm cool with it. Then as I pick up, I'm like, oh, crap. They're like, definitely consider hunkering down. So we'll have to see how it goes. Brenda, did you say it's a tornado warning? Oh, I just got another one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so so warning, warning means that it, it is happening, right? There is one, and it's probably somewhere close to you, correct? It's likely. Um, I actually explained it to a friend of mine. She, I used to live in Western Canada. Now I'm in the East. So in the Western Canada, they actually have what they call fire season, forest fire season. Right. So they're used to having smoke and everything every summer. You know, the it looks like sunset. And out here in Ontario, Eastern Canada, you're used to tornadoes. You get a watch, and it's like, oh yeah, it's just another day with ending with Y. And uh, so when it kind of got swapped around this year, it was kind of hilarious to have them panicking over tornadoes. 
and people hear panicking over snow smoke. Right. I've dealt with both, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're you're a veteran of that stuff. Uh, it's it's been kind of a horrifying summer up there in Canada for everybody from. Uh, on down with the fires and then with the tornado. So hopefully everybody stays safe. Uh, did the fires impact you at all? Were you guys heavy smoke area? Uh, we just had, well, we did have actually a forest fire. Um, I'm right on the border, near the border of Quebec. So okay. I got affected from there. So there was one about, I'd say, 30 kilometers away. Well, I'll say for you guys, about 40 <laughs> miles away. Um, and it was about 40 miles the other direction. But I'm like, I'm I'm good. I live in the cement jungle, so I should be okay. Uh, I'm used to the smoke, though. Um, then, I, as I mentioned before, I came on air last year, last May, we had what was called a Doreco. And it's a very rare weather event. And basically, they say, like, when you have, like, a, a touchdown, or just one touchdown or something like that. You know, it's a tornado. A Doreco is like, that would be considered like a soldier. A Doreco is considered an army. So it hit the entire um, southern Ontario. It cost me $25,000 worth of damage. Oh, I lost man. my roof. Oh, and uh, But but there's still people trying to repair from that. And it basically, we were lucky only 11 people died because it was the entire bottom half of the province that got affected. Oh, they man. say it's the most expensive um, weather event in Canadian history. Goodness gracious. Wow, that, that is really scary, truly scary. But uh, shifting over to other scary things, uh, your podcast, I, I just fell in love with it. I started to listen probably about a month ago, and then I shared it with my other fellow Pine Room members here. And uh, I know Jub and I have listen, listened to several of your episodes. You do such a wonderful job just laying out the uh, the historical events and, and just the, the crazy happenings that you uh, research and, and put on your show. Um, just tell us a little bit about how you got into this. Did you ever see yourself doing something like this? Was this always an area that you were interested in? I mean, you do such a fantastic job. Just tell us a little how you got started on it. Well, first, I'm going to start with hell no. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I actually, before 20, uh, 2017, I actually didn't listen to podcasts at all. I was one of those girls who listened to their uh, music list in the gym, and that's about it. Uh, but then my girlfriend um, developed and put it on so- social media that she was doing her own podcast with her brother. I had to be a good friend. I had to listen. Sure. And I fell in love instantly. It's almost like podcasts are an evolution of almost satellite radio, where satellite came, radio came in and gave people a lot of freedom podcasting gives people even more freedom but now you don't have to be famous to actually put out a podcast and so i really enjoyed listening to a lot of the niche stuff that's out there and i realized there wasn't something there exactly what i wanted so i ultimately decided maybe i should just fill that niche myself well that's incredible how did you end up settling on the topic that you you do or topics i guess or, or your genre or whatever whatever you want to call it your your type of podcast i mean it's you're on the the dark cast network now i mean was that all thought out or was this just stuff that always interested you uh, well i've always been interested in the paranormal and supernatural and the reason why i guess is if you think of let's just say gravity we all know gravity's there we all know what it consists of but let's just say it was the 1400s people didn't know that Gravity was a thing. They just thought you right. just, you know, it, that it is what it is. And or if something would happen because of gravity, something would fall on the, out of the sky. It's got to be divine intervention. But now we know a little bit different. So my thought when it comes to the paranormal is pretty simple. It's not necessarily that it's all faked. 
or what have you. People have different opinions. There are different biases that come into different experiences, of course. But there is a reason why lore developed. There is a reason why these stories came about. And that's what interests, interests me is the, the behind the scenes, how that came in, 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 about in play, right? Right. Uh, but also on top of that, um, I find that with, with just the paranormal, you know, eventually a lot of these mysteries get solved. And that's what I love. I love a good mystery, and I love a good story. So when I was on my friend's podcast, it was actually funny. She asked me to go on just because she wanted one of her friends on. So I went and told, and hers was a spooky-based one, too. So I told a story. And her brother was a co-host. And he said to me, Susie got out of the, off the air. He goes, I could listen to you forever. Firstly, you've got, like, a kindergarten teacher voice. <laughs> and he said, but, but secondly, you can tell a story really well. And he goes, and I'm a voice actor. So, And he goes, why aren't you telling spooky stories? And I'm like, because I work in healthcare, I see spooky every day. Uh, but it really started the wheels turning. So I was actually living in Western Canada, and I was moving across the country. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Instantly, the idea popped in my head. I already knew what I wanted to call it. I knew how it, I wanted it to flow out. And as I'm driving 4,000 miles across the country, I'm oh, like, geez. no, Brenda, no, don't do it. Bad <laughs> idea. You got too much on your plate. You got to unpack. Then a logo appears in my brain. Nope, nope, don't think about that logo. Oh, no, 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 no plan out season one. Don't do it. By the time I hit Ottawa, where I live, I had the first three seasons planned. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, you've done an amazing job with it. So all your ideas have been great. And uh, your voice is, I, I tell you, when, when you're listening to it, and Jubb will back me up on this, it, it is. It's like you're, you, you're taken to the story itself. Like I'm out of uh, wherever I'm doing at the time. I'm totally ensconced in your uh in your storytelling. Uh, again, we're talking with Brenda from the Horrifying History Podcast here on The Watchdog. Yeah, talking about your voice, Brenda, it's, it's actually kind of a funny juxtaposition. You're such a sweet-sounding person. Like, you're so, like, especially when I just say it's on the phone right now, because I haven't talked to you in person, you're so nice-sounding, and then to think that we we're going to get into these dark, uh, you know, histories and stories, it's it's really uh, interesting to me, and, and it's it actually um, it, it boasts, bolsters how you are as a person, and, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the comments that I get the most is the fact that I have this kindergarten soothing teacher voice, <laughs> yet I tell the absolutely worst stories that you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, when, Matt, when Matt first told me about this and he shared it with me, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what I'm going to get into. It's going to be like a guy talking real deep and real like uh, real quiet and about these stories. And then I hear you and you're like, I want to I want to like I want you to tell me tell me more right. outside of stories like this. It's you have a really uh a really interesting um, niche way about going about these stories, and it's awesome. It's very yeah, cool. That's well said, Joe. I, I think Thank you're you. very unique, Brendan, the way you, you just lay out all the information. I, I just found it incredibly easy to follow, and uh, I'm a, we're history people anyway. We enjoy it. We have history segments on our shows regularly, but uh, just the way you, you just lay everything out, it's, it's just such a great flow, and you should be commended for, uh, for what you came up with. Well, thank you. And and the one thing I found that I didn't like about a lot of podcasts that I had listened to in the past is the fact that people forget you have to tell a story. It doesn't matter what the topic it is. It doesn't matter if there's one person or 10 people there that is recording. Still, ultimately, people are there to hear a story. Even if it's a news story, sure. it's still a story. So you actually have to do a build up. 
then you have to get to the apex and then you have to close it down. And with mine, it's usually in a horrible way. But the <laughs> point of it is, <laughs> but you still are telling a story. And that's what I find a lot of people forget. Yes, no doubt about it. Now, the, the research that you must put into these topics, uh, tell us a little bit about that, how that all goes down. Uh, I've heard you mention uh, a lady on there that must help you a little bit. Um, you do such a great job getting the facts laid out and, and so thorough. How, how does that preparation go about? Well, the thing is, um, I, as I mentioned before, I worked in healthcare. I used to work frontline healthcare, and you can only do that so long. And respect all to the doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers that are out there. You see a lot of bad stuff. You adapt to a lot of bad stuff. And um, but I found with time, um, I needed a change, as everybody does with time working in healthcare. You can't see bad all the time. So I decided to actually branch out and stay in healthcare, but do something different. So I became an analyst. Oh. And let me tell you, because I was very much a researcher to begin with. Um, I actually was part of a paranormal group previously, and I was in charge of their research. Add on top of that, I, I love genealogy and stuff like that. So therefore, I had the ability. And I found because I'm a great researcher, it made a podcast incredibly easy to do. And, and I absolutely, like, I'll be sitting there, you know, put a movie on TV, and I'm supposed to be watching it, but I'm, I'm on my iPad still looking spooky stuff up. I don't take a break. That's, that's <laughs> a, a, very obvious if you listen to the podcast. Hey, hey Brandon, do you have a, do you have a favorite um, story uh, out of all the ones you've done? Do you have one that's, like, your favorite or one that you, you enjoyed the most? Oh, absolutely. And it's a Canadian story. Uh Um, So I know you guys probably didn't hear of it, but I'm going to give you a hint. There has been a lot of songs about it, um, books written about it. Um, Even there was a TV show by NBC. I think it was like in the early 2000s, and it was called The Black Donnellys. And it was based Uh off this story, The Black Donnellys. And why I love this story so much um, is that it happened in the mid-1800s. And people just have this idea about Canadians that we're all nice. We all say thank you and apologize too much, and that's true. Um, I don't say a boot. I don't do that. I don't say a. That's that. We don't all do that. But the point of it is, everyone just thinks we're kind-hearted. And this story about the Black Donnellys, honestly, it is one of the worst stories you're ever going to hear. Basically, in a summation, a town decides to kill off a family, oh, wow. and in a night, they they annihilate. A family in different locations, and uh, and that's why I love it. It's because you know what we do have a good reputation, but we're not all nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that can be said for a lot of places on the earth. But uh, yeah, well, you seem pretty nice to us, and again, we're huge fans of, of what you do. So, um, talk you talked about the research, but how do you come up with topics? Do you are you always just kind of have your you know ears open, waiting to find something new? Uh, do you take suggestions? How does that process go about? All of the above, actually. Um, I definitely get a lot of great ideas because we've been around in October. It'll be four years. So we wow. have a great following. And these a lot of people will send us a lot of the niche stuff from their area. So that is such a great help. Um, and if you send me spooky stuff, I'll read it. You know, yes. it doesn't matter. I'll read it. But also, um, it's even my mom brings up, how do you get up with these obvious story ideas? How, how possibly many spooky things can there be? And how did I raise a child like this? Well, it actually all started with my grandmother because my mom would drop me off once a week there. She'd get the groceries. And so I'd be out of her hair. Sure. And she would be, my grandma's like, oh, you should read my newspapers. Well, my grandmother's newspapers were the, were the World News, National Enquirer, sure. yes, and The yes. Star. And that's where 
where I seen like I remember seeing the cover of one. It had their version of an alien on the world news, black and white, and it's like alien, you know, Elvis alive as a dairy farmer in Michigan and hanging out with alien. And I'm like, how can that even be? So it was right there. I blame my grandma for making me a little hooked on. It's not necessarily that I just at three or four years old dove into it, believing it. I'm like, how can he possibly be alive in like Michigan and nobody knows? Like nobody even figured it out. Well, I was a skeptic. I was kind of skeptical from second one. Right. (laughs) Hey, hey, Brenda, tell us. uh, And now you do the podcast, obviously. But tell us a little bit about your TV watching and your movie watching. Do you do you get away from this? this genre when you're watching TV or going to movies, or do you do you do you sort of uh, stay, stay on the same track with with those kind of things? I uh, okay. I have been told by a friend of mine, and I didn't know this. This was a couple years ago. And he go when I was telling we're talking about cartoons we watched as a kid, and he's like, "So you watched all male cartoons?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> There's male cartoons? I didn't know there's gender <laughs> attached to a cartoon. And he goes, well, no, typical girls will watch, like, Strawberry Shortcake and the Smurfs. I was, like, Spider-Man, uh, Thor, uh, you know, Superman. I loved everything that that was action-based. So bring me a Michael Bay movie I'm in. Yeah. Uh, the more explosions, the better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not, uh, I can't do chick flicks. I just can't. Sorry. I, I can't fit through those. A good comedy is good. But I, I, if I have the chance, oh, I'm popping pop it in right, uh, right now. I'm popping it right in the uh, horror movie for sure. I love American horror story, but I have to kind of watch them when my husband's not around because he's kind of like, yeah, no, that's not my bag. Uh, but my go-to guilty vice, I must admit, is not horror. It's reality TV. And there's oh. one very good reason why. If you watch one reality TV show, you realize how good your life is. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what. Well. What's your, what's your, if, uh, if you were to, oh, should I go what you're watching now or your favorite? Let's do both. What's your, uh, your, your reality TV now and your favorite? Okay, so I don't think there's anybody who's not, who is out there right now who hasn't watched Vanderpump Rules <laughs> with all that and who's not addicted to Vanderpump Rules right now. <laughs> so, so we'll take I your word just, for like, it. Out, I need to go to L.A. and just like skulk them for a while <laughs> to see what's really happening, who's really sleeping with who. I just need to know. Oh, yeah. How about, uh, how about things like – how about uh, series like Silo and From and The Last of Us, those, that kind of genre? Do you, do you enjoy those? do, but my big go-tos are, like I said, reality TV. I tend to go on a little on the dark side, but I also love historical-based stuff, yeah. like Outlander. Yes, Firstly, really good. let's just be clear about Outlander. It's not as much about the stories as it's about the, the, the nakedness and the hotness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, wow, our kind of girl but, here, guys. <laughs> I was actually talking about this the other day, because I got my girlfriend hooked on VPR, and her husband was like, oh, this is the worst show. That was two episodes in. By the Then now he's hooked. And he's like, I'm missing my favorite show, Outlander. And I said, you know what? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen the next season, just so you don't have to worry. <laughs> Claire is going to go missing. Jamie's going to have to rescue her. Jamie's going to get beaten up by someone, almost dead. And then they're going to have sex. That is what's going to happen. <laughs> you should write for the show. You, you already know it. Yeah, that's perfect. And he's like, yeah, you're kind of right. I think I can catch up in VPR for a while. <laughs> does, your, uh, does your husband watch the reality shows with you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
He is totally hooked. The yeah. one that he, and he's the one that has been pressuring our friends this year to go into do VPR. Oh, wow. Was, All right. The guy that didn't want to, our friend, he was saying to him, you got to do it. Once you do it, you're going to be addicted. And then he shot, they went out biking. They stopped in yesterday. And he goes, so what are you guys doing later? He, he drops his head. He goes, I'm watching Vanderpump Rules. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> okay, what season? I'm like, where are we at? Who is sleeping with who? Because they all sleep with each other. So who's sleeping with who and, and, and which character is right now? And then they told me, I'm like, oh, I remember the days where Lala was just annoying. Yeah. Now, going the other way, do you, do you getting off of that topic, do you, being a Canadian, do you enjoy sports? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, obviously you, hockey. You realize when we come out of the womb, we have skates on. Right, yeah. right. So it's actually when you come and immigrate in, that's part of the immigration test. You have to actually know how to play hockey in state. I like it. Who do you, the Canadians, the Leafs? Who, who's who is it? Maybe the Flames. Oh. You were out west for a while. <laughs> well, it's interesting of the ones you named because, as you guys would know, hockey rivalry is pretty big yes. out here. Yes. And so my husband, he was born and raised in Montreal, so he's a Canadian fan. Boo. <laughs> um, I refuse to cheer for Toronto. Oh, they I'm suck. with you there. They suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you hit the nail on the head. I'm a Flames fan. All right. All right. And here's the why. Because I used to be an Oilers fan when oh. when uh, Wayne, Gretzky Wayne Gretzky was there. They, when they had the dream team, when yes. they're actually winning something. Right. And then um, the owner went and sold out because he was going out of business with his, his um, hot dog plant. Right. So the city tried to actually buy the team and he wouldn't let it happen. So I'm like, just on morality? <laughs> okay, I was like seven. Morality, I cannot cheer for these guys anymore, and I'll take Calgary Flames. Then they got the coolest jer- jersey like in the whole league, yes. so of course I'm going to go with them. No doubt about it. Wow, that's crazy. You switched from Edmonton to Calgary. There's not probably not many people that did that. But Although back then, maybe they were. They were all pissed off, and uh, they had a reason to Most be. Most of them did. Yeah, well, that's 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 acceptable because uh, you know when you trade Wayne Gretzky, uh, there's really no coming back from that. So hopefully the Oilers stay cursed. I'm not much, uh, much a fan of them either. Um, we're talking with Brenda here from Horrifying History here on the Watchdog. Uh, Brenda, let me ask you, you have some really interesting and creative sponsors that you've got on board on, on your show. How, how do you go about getting those? And uh, is that something that the Darkcast Network helps out with? How's that all happen? Um, sponsorships I originally was finding myself. Um, again, that's what happens when you're in a small indie podcast, sure. but when you get... We know the feeling. Again, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but then eventually what happened is with time and I switched providers, um, when I got to a certain amount of downloads, they started doing that piece for me and oh my God, did it save time. Yeah. But the one thing I love about the provider I go with is they allow me to pick and choose. And um, there's certain things that I will and will not, as you guys are the same, sure. they will or will not advertise. But I also like to do things that people are not necessarily going to hear of everywhere else, that's, right? Yeah. Something that's vastly different. And that's why, like, I'll promote, I've promoted books before. And I have asked a question. For example, it was one guy on another show. He said, do you actually use those products? I'm like, yeah. Right. I will not. I, I am very much a believer in that. I will not put anything on my show that I haven't tried or I like because I feel like I created a little bit of a spooky family out there. And I don't want to send them anything that they're not going to like. So ethically, I have to do that. So, yes, I've tried and used every single thing that I have promoted on my show. Yeah, well, that makes total sense. We're kind of in the same camp there as we bring more sponsors on. But yeah, it makes it. A, don't you think it makes it a lot easier to sell the product yourself, talking about it, whatever, if you've actually used it and believe in it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I guess I'm a little too ethical for my own, uh, my own good <laughs> to a certain thing. That's what people tell me. Yeah. I, I actually am not. A, I, I used to be very a black and white person. That now I see a lot of gray. But the reality of it is, um, I'm doing this show. I started it out of fun. I started it because I had an idea that I just wanted to create and put out there. And with that, you, well, you guys are in the same situation. You also have to look at your reputation and who you have as sponsors affect that. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm very careful when it comes to that piece. If it means me not making a little less money in one episode compared to another, I'm cool with that. I just want to have the things that the people that are listening will enjoy. Oh, that's that's awesome. Hey, one quick question before we go to break and then come back and talk uh, on our next subject uh, is 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 Gizmo still part of your program? Of course, he's yes. actually he's in his his co-host position, which is sleeping in a bed that's directly beside my desk. And I actually had to go take him to the vet today because someone decided to jump off something high and sprain his dog knee. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, gosh. Oh. I didn't even, I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> until this <laughs> now, morning. <laughs> now, but uh, How's Gizmo going to handle if, if if you get high winds there? Is he <laughs> is he going to head for the, the nearest uh, underneath a bed or a closet or something? Well, the good news is he's on Prozac, so... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but he used to be severe, like severely having anxiety when it came to storms, like, oh, like things like this. It would take about... He would work up about an hour before, and it would be about four to five hours after the storm. And um, he also had anxiety for other things, so the vet suggested putting him on a low dose of, <laughs> of the Prozac. That stuff is a blessing in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, isn't it amazing, though? I said dogs are the, uh, the best weather person's going because they, the 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 sky might be blue but they can tell when a thunderstorm's on the way and i would always tell my wife hey we we're, we better batten down the hatches because our dog is like headed for the basement even before <laughs> the storm was there so gizmo must be a good weather person for you too very good but all but not today because the vet gave him a shot well i hope his Gizmo's radar's okay. down yeah i hope he's okay all right, Brenda, we're going to take a quick break here on the PRP on the Watchdog. We're going to be coming back with you here, uh, talk some uh, Manson family in the summer of 69. Stay with us here on the Watchdog as we talk to Brenda from Horrifying History on the Pine Room Podcast. All right, welcome back in. It's the PRP here on the Watchdog, talking with Brenda from Horrifying History. You can uh, follow her on Twitter at HorrifyingHist1, and then on Instagram, it's Horrifying underscore History. So be sure and check out all her incredible work. This thing that you had last week, Brenda, or maybe this week, I guess, with the uh, the meat thing, the Zambian meat uh, website is just quite incredible, mind-blowing stuff. So uh, I urge all of our listeners to... Uh, Give it a listen. It's it's definitely worth your time. Uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We talked about you. Got to find out how you got into this incredible thing that you're running here. This awesome podcast that has made so much of us, uh, so many of us, happy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Charles Manson in the summer of '69. As you know, we are just uh, up the road from McMeckin, where uh, old Charlie spent a little bit of time. He actually. Uh, was kind of neighbors with these guys' moms. Mom, is that correct, guys? Yeah, yeah. She uh, she remembers seeing his house and kind of the people milling about. And I remember, uh, I, and I could be wrong on this, but I remember it was like, stay away. Like, this is not a house we want to be around. <laughs> Even years down the road when yeah, Charles yeah. was long gone. Yeah. But, uh, Brenda, tell our listeners a little bit about what you uh, found out about Charles Manson when you were doing this uh, research for the summer of 69. I know a lot of people in this area uh, followed him and uh, just his ongoings throughout history. Well, interesting. 
interestingly, whenever I listen to other shows or TV shows or when they talk about Charles Manson, it always seems to be these, a lot of it is the same. It's always about the Manson murders and the cult and what happened with them. Uh, but I found that you don't hear a lot about Manson. And the one thing that I always wondered about, because I remember seeing the pictures of him, you know, in the press like everybody else, <laughs> long-haired, crazy-eyed guy with a swastika on his head, shows no remorse, he has like dead eyes, you know, then everybody sees the female followers that just committing murder to please him. So everybody, I can understand why everybody's a little obsessed with them. But my question wasn't about the murders or what happened. It was the fact that when you're born, you're not a murderer. Nobody is. So you have to wonder, was Charles Manson's persona, evil persona, not born, but was it created by the combination of abuse, neglect by people in his life, in his formative years? Like base, the basic nature versus nurture. And when I started to deep dive into him a little bit, it's like this dude had neither nature or nurture. Like <laughs> right. if there was somebody to set up to fail, it is Charles Manson. Oh, no question about it. And you, you laid out all the... Uh the, the, his entire life story so well, um, just when at a young age where he was moving all around and, uh, you know, born in Cincinnati and so forth and spent some time here in McMechan and he actually worked at the, uh, racetrack where I actually work at, uh, as my real job. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating stuff. Um, what, do you? What's your opinion? Now, I know you always do a really cool job of, of getting your listeners involved and in, in asking for feedback. Uh, do you do you think that that if he's raised in different conditions that he he may have turned out maybe not perfect but a little bit better than he was? I again doing the deep dive, like I said. He doesn't have nature or nurture. He really doesn't. There's very clearly a family history um, going back to his mother and his father of problematic behavior. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very Canadian right. nice when I'm saying that. <laughs> yes. Problematic behavior and a lot of bad decision making. So you can see that they come from a family that does have possibly some, some neurodeviation of some sort. And uh, because, especially with his mother's behavior, um, but when you come into his childhood, I think they just made a perfect bomb is what they did. Um, I don't think that he had, if he would have had been put with a nice family, kind family, I still think there would have been issues. Sure. But I don't think it would have been anything like it turned out to be if he had both nature and nurture. Let's be honest here. Like I said, nobody's born a murderer. But in the same breath, um, not everybody that has a horrible childhood. And there's people out there that has worse childhood than Manson. And they don't murder people. Exactly. They don't start cults. Yes. <laughs> so what, and that's what the thing is for years scientists have been looking into, is what can we pinpoint one single thing? And they actually have been able to point to a couple things when they started doing brain scanning in the 1980s. And a British neuroscientist named Professor Adrian Rain, he actually started studying murderers' brain scans. And when he did, what they actually found is a similar change in the brains, which are included decreased activity in the prefrontal cortex, and that controls the impulse control of a person. They also showed an overactivation in an area that controls emotion. So that could make some sense if a person, say, for example, has childhood abuse and it causes some physical damage to the brain. It could cause that scenario. But then you also have a situation that they found in 1993. They assigned decided to look into men who had a history of violence. It was an entire family. So what the research did with testing these guys, they discovered that all the men lacked a gene that produces an enzyme, and that enzyme con- 
controls the levels of neurotransmitters involved in impulse control. So according to the study, if a person lacks this gene or has low levels of it, you're predisposed to violence. But saying like I did before, just because you're predisposed doesn't mean that you're destined to have a murder spree. There's heart disease in my dad's family. I haven't had a heart attack yet. Um, (laughs) Right? There's diabetes on my mom. It doesn't mean that I have to have diabetes. But that's where the question is, is evil created or are they born with it? And when I dug into Manson, I honestly, I have no idea where the truth lies. But I do know, like I mentioned before, if he had a decent childhood, I think it wouldn't have been as bad as it was. Agreed. Uh, we're, once again, we're talking to Brenda from Horrifying History. Brenda, if you uh, if you could go back and you would have a chance to sit down with Charles Manson uh, in a room and talk to him, what what when you had fifteen minutes to talk to, what what would you talk to him about? At what age, a Ooh. child or an adult? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, let's say let's let's say a child. Let's say let's say a teenager. Let's let's say sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. So if he, I'll just do it in three steps. Okay. If he was a little child, if he was a teen, and if it was around the time of the crime. Mm-hmm. So if he was a child, I would just let him tell me about his life and his experiences. I would actually let him lead the conversation. And honestly, I would be calling child services and getting him the heck out of that home. <laughs> That's how that would end. Okay. Um, if he was a teen and what he was already doing as a teen, I would, I, I would ask him one question. Why? Why do you feel the need to keep stealing and and do all these crimes? But if you look at his background, it really did start with abuse and abandonment and attention-seeking. And then when he got into the system, the system back then was so bad and the abuse for him was so horrific, he was just running away to survive. Mm -hmm. And so by the time he hit a teen, though, a lot of these behaviors, that's all he knew. Like, he was actually being apprenticed to be a criminal by his friend's uncle. So he really didn't have a chance. Um, I would honestly went there just to see if there was any hope left that he wanted to learn a different way. As an adult, I would just go back to the same question of why Why did you do this? Why do you actually believe it? But I also think there was a lot of places that if there was intervention, it would have stopped. And I think the big one one was his parole advisor, given him LSD. Yeah. (laughs) What an interesting choice. Like when I heard that, when I heard it was his parole officer that was the one supplying the LSD because he was doing a study on how oh. LSD affects the brain, what were you thinking? Oh my. He was a criminal in prison since he was a kid. What were you thinking? So I think I'd have actually more questions for him than actually Manson. Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting. What, um, in, in the research you've done uh, on Manson, where, where, how did he acquire the, the, the talent to be able to get people to do what he told him to do to get him to get to follow him. I honestly think a lot of that came from his prison years. And uh, like in the beginning, um, and I mentioned it on the show, he actually started when he was getting attacked, um, like he, when he um, or attacked or assaulted or bullied, because it started with minor bullying and then it actually was assault and he was being sexually assaulted. So what he started doing is he actually started um, doing things to make him look like he was insane. And that would get them to back away. So I think that's kind of where a lot of that started. But then when he hit the adult and he went into the prison system, I think he almost lost a bit of himself. And he started actually hanging out with pimps 
and on criminals, but he specifically had the goal to learn how to be a good pimp so he could be able to use that to help control people, but also to get money. And that's the one thing that really shocked me when I started going into a lot of his followers that isn't really uh, in the press as much, is he was sex trafficking those women. He was using LSD and sex to as a way, and he wasn't taking it, or very little, but he was using copious amounts to actually brainwash these people to do exactly what he said. And that itself is terrifying. It shows he's absolutely a sociopath. But um, again, it, it, I think if he wasn't in prison as much, he wouldn't have learned these techniques. Because mm-hmm. specifically, when he did his first adult prison term, that's where he learned all that information. Yeah. Hey, Brenda, I noticed when I was listening to the Summer of 69 um, podcast that you did, uh, you mentioned about how his, his IQ was actually pretty decent, but he was still illiterate. So, I mean, he obviously had, um, you know, his brain worked in a different way but he, he wasn't he was clever I guess you could say uh, what, what are your thoughts on that did his IQ uh, w- was good enough that that he was able to do these these terrible things and convince people as you said but uh, being illiterate probably put him at a little bit of a disadvantage huh well, I think that he wasn't literate because nobody actually cared for him to sure. be li- to be literate. And that's where he learned. He learned that in his first prison term, and that's when he started reading the books about, you know, how to charm people, how to gain friends, how to, you know, how to learn how... And that's where he's learning his control, sure. right there. Um, but again... I remember growing up hearing about the whole Manson crimes and this and that and hearing that he had like an abnormally high IQ. He doesn't. Sure. He actually has a high, a higher end of normal, but he's considered normal at 109. Right. Now, you got to think, obviously he had a skill and there's different types of intelligence. Like going with an IQ test, they just do a generality and they say, okay, you're a number, right? But that's what they, science has proven that that's not what IQ is. There's different types. There's like environmental, there's language skills. And clearly he has a higher IQ when it comes to language skills and and to how to basically charm a person but when you add a lot of drugs in there um i think that helps speed up things yeah and i was gonna i was gonna bring that up do you think drugs was uh, you know obviously he had some other uh, you know a slew of many other issues that were going on in his early life midlife and then you know where he ended up do you think drugs were were almost kind of a, a a a powder keg for him once he got into that world I, I actually do, and, and there, I think he would have went bad no matter what. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there, <laughs> considering the lack of nature and nurture and the path he was on. But the thing is, when he actually, when he got out of jail, and he was, they again, he was offered all this LSD by his parole officer, <laughs> I still can't get over that, um, that, to basically use him as a study on how LSD affects the human brain and people who have been involved in crime. He actually was giving it to the whole family. Um, the one thing that he actually discovered was he had, uh, Charles Manson actually had the worst reaction, the most volatile, the most violent of anyone he's ever seen. Wow. So uh, with that said, like he literally said in one of his quotes, his change in personality while on LSD was the most abrupt and severe he's seen in his career. Oh, my goodness. Uh, We're talking with Brenda from Horrifying History here on the Watchdog. Uh, Yeah, Brenda, that's astounding that a parole officer would do something like that. Um, You said the guy was, was doing it as part of a study. Was that his original premise or how he got about doing that? Yes. Uh, so the short story behind it is 
he was released in prison in March of 1967. And at this point, he literally was in jail half his life. So after spending his first couple months in San Francisco, he moved to Berkeley. And that's where he started meeting the people who would later be the the Manson family. Now, as he was there, he met firstly uh, Mary Bruner, and they became lovers. And she moved in, or he moved in with her, and she was pregnant. So now that she was pregnant, um, he was introduced to LSD as part of that. Now, she had to get medical care. So the the parole officer actually worked at the free medical clinic that was in Berkeley. And that's where Charles and the family went to. So he was, um, Roger Smith was his name. And Roger started to receive funding to study the effects of LSD on the counterculture movement in that area specifically. So he decided just to give all the LSD to to, to the patients of the clinic. Charles was one of those. Wow. And to me, that just blows my mind that the guy who was his parole officer, and I'm saying it three times because it just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. <laughs> Why would he was in jail for a whole lot of bad and violence? Let's just give him LSD and see what happens. Yeah, and, and I, I know that I've, I've, I, I haven't done a ton of research on it, but I know that um, in some of the videos I've watched, I've read that, you know, drugs like, uh, you know, cannabis, cocaine, and especially LSD, or, you know, highly, um, uh, what, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, uh, what's, what do you imagine Powerful. things? No, uh, when, when, uh, when you visualize things. Like psychedelic? Yes, like, yeah, yeah, psychedelic mm-hmm. drugs like that. They can increase the risk of defel- developing things like schizophrenia and psychosis and similar illnesses to that. Do you think that might have played a part in, in kind of uh, turning his brain for the worst? Honestly, I really do wish that I was a scientist that could get his brain and dissect the heck out of it. Yeah. Um, that would give us a lot of the answers we need, but I think it was just a progression. Um, I think that he was born at a disadvantage um, when it came to his brain chemistry. I think that he dealt with a lot of physical abuse that very easily could have caused concussions, and which did, did br- some brain damage and altered his thought process. We don't know what his brain chemistry was, but guaranteed LSD changes brain chemistry. Like, if, for example, if you if you take if you drink alcohol consistently over it it doesn't take long for a body to adapt to that and become addicted to that for example and it's just you know a couple beers can do that what will lsd do (laughs) yeah that's scary to think about i think we've uh, seen some of the results of that uh brenda let me ask you this um do you think that uh charles manson just as a case study his entire life um and then in his later life with the influence that he's had in uh, every the people, uh, popular culture, people are very well aware of the, the murder spree in, in the summer of 69. Do you think that he is a case that, that, you know, scientists and people like that have learned a lot from, even criminal profiler type people? Do you think that, that he has kind of like an, an entire, his, his catalog of chaos is so long, uh, he, he's probably been something that a lot of people have tried to learn from. Do you see it that way? Absolutely. I think, number one, he is an example of what parents should do, or shouldn't do, I mean. Um, He's also a poster child, don't take drugs. Um, <laughs> but but the reality of it is, I find actual Charles or Charles Manson is probably one of the better case stories of our uh, about nature versus nurture and what happens when you have neither. But I've also done a show that studied about child murders, and one of it there was cause. It, there was a lot of abuse, physical, sexual abuse of this child, and she ended up killing several children in her neighborhood. Then we had another one that actually was in my home province of Alberta and Canada. They, she had nature. And nurture, wow. but she still killed her family. Yeah, how do you explain so, that? That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. And that's the hard thing for me to explain. It, um, and you know, the, uh, in the situation of the girl who 
had her and her boyfriend killed off her family so they could be together. He was 23. She was 14. And she came up with a plan. She wanted to do it. I think that there's some of it that they don't necessarily realize the ramifications of what they're actually going to do. But in the same breath, there's something deeply wrong with you if you have nature and nurture and you go down that path. But in the same breath, when it came to the other girl who killed two young boys, she came from a bad um, a bad background, severely, severe abuse. But she was telling people she was doing it. Nobody believed her because she was a kid. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Uh, so here, so we're talking, you know, obviously uh, we're talking that you, and you, you mentioned that you think he would have turned out that way, regardless of, you know, what what other factors played in, in his life. And, you know, you look at things like uh, the book Lord of the Flies, Nature, Nurture, you know, you put somebody in a scenario where they don't have that, they turn into monsters. Um, do you think that this is the tragic downfall of, a, of an innocent child or is this just a, a villain from the get-go is this is this a guy that was gonna he was born and he was just going to end up this way regardless of the scenario and that's a hard one to call i would like to think that if he had a great childhood and the right supports in place um, that he would have been fine but again we can't predict that 100 percent. that's the problem you can't predict who a serial killer is but there is signs you know you can't predict who's going to be a killer uh but in certain cases with him i do think if one of those factors were pulled out like the the drugs the the if he had good parents if he if he had a role model i think it would have changed but i do think that there's still would have been problematic issues if he had, for example, if he was raised by the same parents, yeah, right? If, no if, if he, if, and, and what he was allowed to do and when he was put into the system and it was a very violent system back then, I, I just think it, again, it would have happened naturally if all things stayed the same. But if you take one or two pieces out, I think we would have a different scenario. Yeah. Do you, do you um, and obviously you put a ton of research into every topic that you do. And it's just, I mean, for example, the parole officer giving, the L, giving him LSD, I never knew that. That's something that never, I've never heard of or knew that that, was, that had taken place in that scenario. Is there any other um, lesser known facts about uh, Charles Manson that, that you could, you know, give to us and our listeners? Well, I think that there's a couple things that people don't necessarily know about Charles Manson other than that. Like, for example, he he is, <laughs> well, firstly, his parents, um, his mother was a criminal, actually. And not just like, what, back then you would think, when I'm, you're thinking criminal, you're probably thinking, you know, maybe some prostitution or something. Things that were more common for women back then. No, she did armed robbery. Um, <laughs> like, she wasn't the nicest chick. She wasn't. And then the guy she ended up hooking up with, now, she was only 15 years old, and she was a runaway. So she also was very um, innocent or, or, or vulnerable is the word I think I'm looking for. But she she got pregnant because she was known, to, she came from a devoutly religious family. She was the youngest of four. She was quite taken care of, but she was known as impulsive and rebellious. And she ran away from home, and she became pregnant. Now, the funny thing that I had to laugh about, and I shouldn't, but I can't help it. So the guy that she hooked up with, who's Charles's actual dad, he was a laborer named Colonel Scott. And he actually was married to somebody else, um, but he didn't tell that to uh, Manson's mother at all. So (laughs) that wasn't the only lie. He actually told her that he was an army colonel, but that wasn't true. Colonel was his actually given name. So when she showed up pregnant, he's like, oh, I got to go for some army business uh, way over there. And he just bolted. And then she figured out that he was a liar and wasn't coming back. So then how he actually got his name is she married a man who was working for a local dry cleaning business named William Eugene Manson. And the only reason she married him was to make uh, Charles legitimate. 
So when he, so when he was support, he was supporting her child. He was at work, and his wife or his wife Kathleen would not be taking care of her kid. She would go on drinking sprees with her brother Luther, leaving Charles alone or with multiple babysitters. And finally, they weren't married very long before he divorced Kathleen over gross neglect of duty, and that's how he ended up getting his last name. Incredible stuff, uh, Brenda. Before we let you run here, uh, real quick, your thoughts on. Uh, Leslie Vaughn Houghton, one of the Manson family uh, murderers being uh, released from prison this week. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I knew you guys were going to ask that. <laughs> um, well, here's the problem with it. I do a lot of research. So um, I did know what everybody else knew of the Leslie Van Houten case, but I decided to go dig a lot deeper. And I actually read her applications for parole. Um, the actual, I read the court case itself, the docket, the actual dictation of the docket of what happened in the courtroom and her parole proceedings. And that really changed my thought about it. Um, the reason is people just presume that Leslie Van Houten was just evil like Manson. She was a follower. But the thing is, I, I don't know where I kind of sit on it. She was raised in a very sheltered Christian-based home. Her mother was a disciplinarian. Her father was an alcoholic. Um, there was no abuse in her family, but she was introduced to LSD at the age of 15. Oh, LSD she again, huh? Jeez, here we go. Right. <laughs> then she got pregnant in her high school year, but her mother forced her to have an abortion, and it drove them apart. She had massive PTSD about it, oh um, and she st- that, that's why she got a little dug into the LSD a little bit more, but she still was able to get herself an education, and she graduated from business school as a secretary. Oh. So, and basically, after the abortion, she basically moved out, and she moved out with a guy named Bobby Beausoleil, and that is who brought her into the Manson family. And at this point, she was already a bit traumatized, but the one thing that a lot of people don't know is Manson sexually trafficked his women. Because he learned to be a pimp, right? Right, right, yeah. He dumped them full of LSD where he never took them, and that is how he used it to the drug culture to make him appear like he's the second coming of Christ. That's literally what he told him, and that's what she she believed because she had nowhere else to go. Now, the thing that shocked me is there was no juvenile arrest. The only time that she had any criminality, all the charges were basically dropped, but it all happened with the family itself. Now, she wasn't at the Tate murders. She right. wasn't involved at all. Um, it was actually the, the the murders that happened the other day, or the, the next day, the La Bianca oh, murders. Right. But, but the thing that shocked me is there was another person who was a Manson family member who killed four Manson. Uh, two weeks later, he got out of jail in the 80s. He actually did the murder. Right. Now, the reason I think a lot of that happened is because there was so much press because of the Tate murders, and the, the murder of the La Biancas happened the next day. Right. And I think that was part of the decision of why she got the, or got the charges that she did and the time she did when the other guy was out in the 80s. The average time at that time to be in prison for life imprisonment at that time was 18 years. Today it's 28. This lady did, what, 57? Yes. Wow. It's crazy. That's remarkable. Now, but when you break down actually the murder itself, she didn't kill anybody. The death blows actually came from the bayonet shots that Watson did. And then Krenwinkel did all the stabbings. She actually had a moral issue with it. She never wanted to do it. That's why she stabbed her in the butt. Wow. Uh, if you're stabbing somebody in the lower back, where she, she stabbed them in the lower back and mostly in the buttock because she she didn't want to kill them. She never had the plan to kill them. She She was terrified at this point because Manson basically said, if you don't do something, 
I'm going to kill you or you're going to be out of this family and you're going to have nobody. So she was petrified. So she kind of went along with it. So it, I think if it was today's trial, she would definitely be an accessory. Absolutely. But she wouldn't have been, in, you know, she definitely 100% would be an accessory. But she wouldn't have been doing 57 years in prison. Right now, now, right. now the other thing with her is she is the one of the, well, she's the only one that had any remorse. And she also improved herself when she was in prison. She got her degree. Then she went and got her master's. Um, she has, um, she stopped drugs, obviously. She hasn't done drugs since I think it was 1976. Mm. Um, they, and the thing what I needed to try to make the decision, because I come from healthcare, right. I wanted to see if she had a health assessment, mental health, blood work, anything to see if there was any other factor. And there was none. They assessed her to be a very low risk to offend, offend mm. for anything, actually. And they, she doesn't have any mental health issues other than addictions, but she did have PTSD early on. So it's almost like, I, I was like everybody else at the beginning. Throw her away, throw away the key, leave her in jail. But now I don't know. I, I, sure. I really don't know after hearing that she stabbed her in the butt. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks like drugs were the main culprit in all this stuff, at least for her. Um, you know, yeah. and, and she probably, Manson probably, wouldn't you say he preyed on people like her that it seemed like they had nowhere else to turn? I'm sure that's how he took advantage of them. Absolutely. She was brought in that in a situation where she literally had nowhere else to go. She had no more family because she was booted out. She was suffering from PTSD, had been doing drugs already, hardcore drugs for years. And as soon as she was brought into the family, from second one, she's being sex trafficked. Jeez. Incredible. It, if it was court today, I know she wouldn't get, I wouldn't have gotten the <laughs> sentence of 57 years. No, I, I can pretty much guarantee that. You're exactly right. Uh, Brenda, uh, this has been such a really fun thing for us. Uh, we appreciate your time so much uh, and joining us here for the last hour. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, uh, tell our listeners uh, just what you got coming up. Just a little brief caption of uh, anything that you want to uh, get out there to hopefully some new listeners in your audience. Well, as you guys mentioned, you can find us on any podcast provider, and we release our episodes every Wednesday. You can find us on Facebook at Horrifying History, Instagram Horrifying underscore History, and Twitter at Horrifying H-I-S-T-1. And when you come and find us, we'll be telling those spooky stories. <laughs> awesome. That's hey, wonderful. Real quick, I know that you got a lot of stuff on, uh, you know, on your, on your uh, portfolio, and I haven't had a chance to go through all of it. Have, uh, I have one for you that you might be able to elaborate on uh, in the, in the future. I don't know if you've done it yet, though. Have you ever heard of the Vancouver Feet, F-E-E-T? Yes, and I also know what their theory is behind it. But it's actually funny you bring that up because I'm actually writing an episode today um, that is going to be coming out in September about another cult. Have you guys ever heard of Brother uh, 12 and the Aquarian Society? I don't think I I have. I don't think so. It, 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 it happened in the Vancouver area, and a lot of those feet was found on the island where that cult was. Oh, oh I'm intrigued now. Okay, I can't wait for this. all right, cool. Good stuff. All right, Brenda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, best of luck with your weather, and uh, hopefully your dog's feeling better, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road sometime. Yeah, we'll be talking to you all soon. All right, thanks, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. <laughs> What's up, guys? Jub here. I'm sure you've heard my voice a lot throughout this podcast. Uh, But if you made it this far, go check out some of our other stuff. Come on. We got a bunch of stuff. We got stuff all over the internet. We got videos. We got audio. We got store stuff. Go get some in the store. Go get some good stuff for the summer. It's all good stuff. I mean, you're not wasting your money. It's going to be sweet. Wear some cool swim trunks, some flip-flops. The summer's not over yet. You got like two months left, so... 
Go get some good stuff, slap it on, and then go out and, and rock it in front of all your friends or family, and they'll ask about what the Pine Room is, and you tell them. You say, I'm a loyal fan of the podcast. Here are my rock and flip-flops in my fanny pack. So go check out the store. Go check out our other stuff, and enjoy the rest of this podcast. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. All right, welcome back in the Pine Room Podcast. Uh, I almost say here on the Watchdog, uh, but we are here in the studio. Uh, that was Brenda from Horrifying History. Hopefully you enjoyed that because that was a, a really good interview and we enjoyed talking to her. It was a really fun time. I uh, had some good laughs and hopefully uh, the tornado that was supposed to be over top of her head, hopefully yeah. it never landed. I think she's near. okay, she said. Yeah, yeah so. she's, she's all good. I think the first thing she says in the interview is like if the if the call goes dead, my either I'm uh, the house exploded or, or a house got ripped up or something yeah, like that. She already got her roof tore off before yeah, she yeah. said. So. Uh, but who, knew, who the, knew Tornado Alley was in Canada? I know. Yeah. I never knew that. She called, When she called, I picked up and I was like, hey, how are you doing? She said, oh, it's okay. I was trying to get through, but I, I had to move down to the basement. Incredible. Yeah, what I a ne- trooper. I never knew like she said, though, she's a professional. Yeah. Yes, she is. Um, anything in the news we want to hit? Because I know there's some stuff we talked about. Chris, on... I know there's some things on your mind. Let's go. Give it to us. Yeah. Well, got to be something out there pissing you off outside well, of the pirates. I, say the there, I, didn't, I didn't want to hit on all these. Not all of them, but well, there was a couple. But, pick uh, a couple. Well, two things I was really happy about that Larry Nasser. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that piece. Of shit. He didn't get stabbed to death. Yeah, he got yeah. Of course, he survived. And then the, maybe the, that's a good thing, though. He saw like, who you're going to suffer. Send him in for round two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. he can do it again. And then an alley uh, Holloway murder suspect was severely beaten. In yeah. Prison. So yeah. I, I like this. These prisoners taking matters into their own hands. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> good. Do you <laughs> think? Do you Fuck think him. they know? Like when somebody comes in, do you think ever it, it like spreads around the the block? Like what they are, the intelligence they... that's shared inside of a prison. Because you think about it, how oh, some how would oh well, and just just the information, how it's passed along, yeah, and how so many people have access to it that you wouldn't think. Like the guards are paid off from outside people, the it, it, gangs. And here's it's amazing. A good question. If you watch Mayor of Kingstown, you'll understand. It's all right. Quite you, impressive. you get falsely accused of murdering your neighbor, and you go and you're locked in maximum security with like the worst, of the worst. What's your tactic going into the jail? Are you? Do you try to stay away from everybody? Do you try to make friends? Because my thing is, if I try to make friends, I'm gonna. If I'm making friends with one person, then that means I'm making enemies with another person. Right. And especially if you're getting into like where race yeah, but starts I, you stay to get neutral. In. I think then everybody's just an enemy. Yeah. So you got to pick. Um, a and I'm sure, side. like you, once they set foot, like a child molester is in trouble. Oh, done. I mean, I, I, Cause I, I mean, you I'm, always hear that they're so, you know. Yeah, do they, sure he will do, be, do they know? He will be the molestee. How do yes. people know the charges like you're in prison for? Do like, do well, they, they got newspapers they can see. Oh, I mean, if they yeah, want to yeah. hunt it down, they can find it. And I'm sure some of those wardens and some of the people that are in that prison are more than happy to give up some information no about who people those are. Those guards yeah. especially. I mean, we even learned from, <laughs> from yeah. Brenda that his uh, Charles Manson's Parole officer parole had him on him LSD. Drugs. So I'm sure those guys get close to to some of those guys. But that's one of my biggest fears is being falsely incriminated for something Probably I didn't is do. nothing more terrifying ever. I'd rather go to the Serengeti or the Amazon and uh, take yeah. my chances. Oh, absolutely. Than, than go, then go to prison. Go there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, honestly, if, you know, if I did something that deserved to go to prison, then okay, then I got to do it. But uh, And I could have it mentally in my mind. I could probably get myself a little bit more prepared but if you go there innocent 
I mean, that's to me is just the most terrifying thing. Absolutely. Ever. Do yeah. you convicted um, of that? Of do you think you do. that prison would be say say maybe you're not like you're with the white collar people, like the people that are in there for like Could tax evasion or something like yeah. that? Do you think a prison would be all that bad? Like, no. I mean, you're locked up, but you're not like. Yeah, it'd be awful. Yeah, it'd be horrible. Not, yeah. not like maximum well, I've security. Seen, like federal pictures prison. of people that are locked up for kind of white collar crimes. They get like TVs. Oh and yeah, they get a great game setup. systems, and they get to keep their phones sometimes <laughs> well, because they're not like dangerous. A, they're in you're in an area where you're not around another dangerous yeah. criminal. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, go ahead, Chris. No, I would like to. Well, he's dead now, but that, I, the minute Bernie he stepped, Madoff. Yep. The yeah. minute he got in prison, they was fucking. To take advantage of people like that, it still yeah irritates the fuck out. Oh yeah, I'm not saying you'd be surrounded by good guys by any <laughs> means, but at least the, maybe you could hold your own in a fight against some of them. Oh no, That's I'm just your, saying. No, you, but you're if, right. If, yeah. if you were if you were a victim of getting swindled out of fifty million and you you got nothing right. now, it's different if you're stealing it, from the government, in my opinion, make, yes. than stealing from personal it, people right. that, that are that are uh, unassuming. They don't know they they're trusting you to to grow your uh, your your uh, your money, and then we, you have no recourse. So at least if they get murdered in prison, at least you, you, I don't know. I, I would be satisfied. I, I'd <laughs> yeah. feel better. I, I'd yeah, feel yeah. Sure, people. I'm not going to get my money back. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, at least you're getting some sort of like gratification, not gratification, closure, closure on whatever the hell yeah, happened. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just, what I, did those people that lost all that money? They just lost their money, and that was it. Like it. there was no recompense. There was no government no. aid. No, and and if you if you read into that story, I mean, we could talk about that job if we ever do a show of the things like this. We we it would be an incredible topic. But there was a guy, this computer scientist or data analyst that worked for. Uh, worked for the IRS and he was in charge of spotting irregularities and, and patterns like a genius like just incredible mind like a computer type mind he tried to get the authorities to stop this dude years and years and years and years and years before he actually stole all the money from all these other people and they didn't listen to him he went to them he presented his case they shot him down every time he had evidence he had proof and he said, this is not possible what he's trying to tell these people, the return that he's getting on this. It's impossible. And they didn't listen to him. And then he just then stole he billions away. of dollars from people. Yeah. Oh, so you, know, you talking about Madoff? Yeah. So they, they, a guy knew. They yeah, just, God, they the guy spotted it? the pattern. The guy was a, a, a really smart guy. He worked for the government. He tried to tell them, this is not possible to get returns like this. You have to investigate this guy. And they didn't do it. And then so years true. and years went on. And then it was like... Well, I'm friends with the, the the person who's overseeing this committee, and we're not going to look into it anymore. It's yep, yep. Just you know, it's the, the typical how bureaucratic. How long did you get away with that? Almost probably twenty twenty years, twenty twenty five years. Yeah, he deserves a well, little way. And his son killed himself. Yeah, and, I mean, the other just, one died. I I mean, the sons were like devastated when they found out he was really doing this. Yes, he kept them yeah. in the dark the whole time. He lied to him. He had this. Incredible empire built around them, and he didn't. They didn't even know what they were doing. I'm trying to. I feel like I watched a, a documentary or something. He about swindled it. part of the, one of the guys. He swindled was the last owner of the Mets, the guy that owned before count. Yeah. yeah, he got he got swindled off for all of his fortune, like, but like he lost a ton. Is there a show? I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's there's a, a movie if, or, a, or Netflix, Netflix Netflix has a, a show they just did like last year on it. I swear, it's I, a good I watch. Like, like I don't that. know, Matt. Do you know? Uh, not that it's very. It's not important, but. After that, after he was convicted and, and put away, how long did his son live? Do you know? Because you imagine if if you had to, 
you you were the son of someone that stole billions and ruined so many lives. Like, I, yeah, I don't know what that would be like. No, I don't it know. Be, I don't think it was very tough. long because he jumped off a building or something. I think. Oh my something. gosh, I, I think, or he, maybe I mean, how, maybe he just shot himself. But it, he lived in this giant, like, real high mm. condo somewhere in New York. But yeah. Horrible. That's a, that's a uh, rough, not, rough thing. There. Another point that I want to bring up, uh, just something I've been, for some reason, kind of going into uh, and looking at, at details of. Flat Earth. Do you, guys, <laughs> do you guys, have you read or seen anything about Flat Earth, like what they believe about Flat Earth? A little bit. So apparently uh, Flat Earth is the theory that the earth is flat and that any map that has ever been shown is a lie there's no spherical earth why anybody would lie about it but people say that it's flat and that the 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 compass a compass points to the center of this flat plane so north is the center right. and south is the the edge and then whenever you travel east and west you're just traveling in a big circle because your your center your north is facing the center of this like plate. How do they explain if you sail off of the coast of California and you keep sailing and sailing and sailing, then you'll end up on the East Coast if you take the right trajectory so they, of the same country? They're saying you left. you're not going. You're not going. If there's a circular plane, I wish I had a circle that I could use. The ball, basketball. <laughs> well, that's a sphere. Uh, oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I, I thought, so I thought if, that's what you wanted. So. Uh, if you have that circle in the speaker. Yeah. Let me see. I'm. Uh, Never mind. That's all right. Can get a circle here. I'll draw one on there, this page. Here, here, here. You can just use that. What am I? What am I looking at? All right. I'll hockey puck. puck. Oh. That was perfect. <laughs> that was Hit it right, right on the mic. All right. So if this is flat Earth, if you're just watching this, I'm holding up a hockey puck. They're saying that area. Yeah, if you're just listening, you're not traveling in a straight line. So say or say. Um, So they're saying physics lesson. Yes, here we go. So if this is a globe, they're saying if you travel, um, here, go go backwards. You're not in the frame. Here, so people, yeah, there if, you go. If you're traveling around, if you, so, say I start in Flor at Florida, and then yeah. I want to travel, or I start in in uh, California, California, and I want to travel to, uh, right. I want to so travel all the way around the globe. So you pass Japan, Australia, and then you're coming back to the East Coast. Coming back to the East Coast. So they're saying you're not traveling like this, like around the okay. globe. They're saying that you're that when you travel on a flat Earth, you don't go from side to side. When you travel east, you travel in a a circle. Because north is always north is always so on basically on top of the shape versus down on the side of it. Yeah. So so the the top would be like a plate, and then north right. north is the center of this right. planet. So instead of us when we stand up, our bodies aren't actually on flat ground. Yeah, they're saying that, that we, we are, are. are are on total flat ground in the center. Wherever my north pointer is is pointing. When I, on my compass, that's the very center of this this dish, right? right? Yeah, so if I went straight, though, wouldn't I just fall off a cliff? No. If you go south, you come to what's called the ice wall, and there's a they say there's a giant a giant ice wall that surrounds the 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 perimeters of flat Earth, and then beyond that ice wall is more water and more land, but nobody how, can get past How do the, they, in that theory, uh, account for the equator and about how tropical temperatures and then the further you get away? So they say that the center of the Earth is in the middle of this plane, of this, this, this okay. circle. 
So again, okay, we're just basically living on top of a flat surface. Yes, like they're and saying. then they're saying that the reason season ex- seasons exist right. is that the sun doesn't travel in a in a a circle; it travels in a spiral. Right. So anything close uh, to the middle is warmer, and then as it spirals outward, it gets towards the outside. Then that middle land starts to get colder. See, in that theory, I would feel like that the sun, the edges would be the areas that would be hotter. That, to me. Well, they say that the... And how do they account for gravity? How does this flat plate spin? Well, there's more to this. So they say that the flat earth is actually a construction by God. It's called, in, in like, I can't remember the exact place but in the bible Bible it says that um god placed a firmament over the earth or over something over humans or whatever and a firmament is a like a dome like a dome shield so people say that that it's a flat plane like earth is a flat plane and then it looks like a snow globe over top and all those all those lights the sun stars all that all that is is just like Lights like fake, fake lights. What um, the hell? It's really interesting, and people genuinely believe it. And even if you look up, look if you look up, go check this out when you get it, when you get time. Maybe pause this and go look. If you look up pilots and their belief about flat Earth, for some reason, all these pilots say that the Earth is flat. I don't believe it is. I will never believe it is. But pilots are saying. Well, I, I just. I. I feel like we've proven that it isn't. I we know. Have, we have. We have, unless you believe everything that's went to outer space, satellites included, are are fake. It's 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 very it's very captivating and it's stupid. Some people take it to a stupid degree, but I mean for the for what it's worth, there's a girl on TikTok. I want to see if I like the video so I can show you. You can go check it out for yourself. Uh, I don't think I saved it. Anyway, if you look up Flat Earth on TikTok, there's a bunch of videos about good it. Good discussion. Cool. I yeah. like it. It's good stuff. Maybe we'll talk to somebody on... Maybe we'll get a Flat Earth on the radio right, or something. try that. Wow, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah, Flat Earth. Um, yeah, just something stupid that I thought about. Anything in the news uh, other than uh, this this dickhead getting stabbed? Well, the Long Island serial killer Yeah, I was going to say, that, that was big. Talked about that today. That was big. Um, hopefully... So that's been going on for a, for a, a long while, a yeah. long time, right? Yes, a few decades, yeah. That's, what, did he kill 11? Well, they, 11 bodies, they think, but he's only, right now he got charged with three. And they think at least four they can tie him to right but now. They found Was he him? killing uh, Yeah, they found him. Girls. Oh, yeah, women. In, no, not all. I don't think they were all prostitutes. Right. But they, it was, they, it was wrapping all, them in burlap, throwing them on all, the beach. All women. And then it said one, I, I think I saw one unidentified Asian male. I oh, okay, he Is must have gotten what, away then. He was, yeah. I, I thought, so wrapping them in burlap and just throwing them on the beach? Yeah. And he threw them all in the same area, too. So, so, so how does, how, how does, how did he get away with? That, that's what. I, how did they not catch this guy? I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Well, they, actually, there's there's a actually you could go into this. There's there's a big a huge criticism of the police department and how they handle some of it, and they think there was a serious cover up with some oh, of the leadership wow. in the police department. So I don't know if this guy had connections. I'm not I'm not up to speed on it, but yeah, I do yeah. know there was there was some suspicion of of, of uh, f- like some some foul play, sketchy yeah. uh, policing by the Long Island Police Department. I believe there's a lot of. I bet you when you look into a lot of stuff, I love. I bet there's a lot of covering up yes. and a lot oh, of stuff corruption like that. Is just rampant. Have you seen this movie, um, The Sound of Freedom? Have you heard about it? Yeah, but uh, oh yeah, my parents went. Said it's incredible. So I heard really it's good, they, oh, they texted us about it. Exceptional. Yeah, Jim Caviezel's incredible. So talking movie. about covers, uh, cover ups, and stuff like that. People are saying, I don't know how much of this is true, but uh, uh, th- The Sound of Freedom. I'm assuming. Well, from what I've gathered, is about um, sex traffic, sex trafficking, yeah, human and, trafficking, yeah. and guys, you know, trying to 
you know, fight against that. Yeah. And what people went through to try to stop this movie from coming out is incredibly scary. Well, I've heard that movie theaters across the country have um, refunded tickets, um, falsely claimed that that the theater was sold out. Uh, um, Halfway through the movie, they'll come in and turn the lights on and say there's an issue with the the internet or issue with the the projector. And a lot of the movies are getting shut down, so people are going to have to, people have to leave and... and So this movie exposes? Yes. 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 Well, not, not... Not like documentary stuff. Yeah, yeah, not no, but just that the fact that it's out there and, and what people on the other side of that are saying that Hollywood is so connected to yes. this to that yes. trafficking, the sex stuff, the if you just think back back to the Me Too movement and Harvey Weinstein and all the things that have gone on in Hollywood, apparently Hollywood is just full of horrible, horrible humans. And and I guess they were into this stuff, like people that are buying, like and then just think names. Jeffrey Epstein and then yeah, the lady, yeah. the uh, what was her name. Uh, Jelaine Maxwell, yeah. who was yeah. running people for it. This was, must be like the most incredibly, incredibly deep running uh, like club of people that do this. Mm-hmm. Buying people, just buying people from other countries and just using them as sex slaves, mm-hmm. selling them. But they do say now uh, human trafficking is the number one business in the world. It passed pharmaceuticals, weapons, and uh, uh, drugs. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't heard. realize that yeah, it was the most that po- the most uh, lucrative like, like business in the world. These people that get involved with I I can't even like fathom well, how horrible do you have to be? What were you just about to say? You can't believe it's what it's real. Like I can't right. believe that that's real. exactly why they don't want this video. They don't want you. This movie they don't want to come you to know because they don't want you to want you to become aware of it. And there's if you look up some videos, but like I, I've I've heard of it, but like I didn't really again I didn't fully understand that. That that yes, that it's common and people actually in this world still buy want to buy people. Yeah, I can't you can buy people like that online. That. You can buy I can't them online. Imagine That's it. part of the reason. Like in Colombia, like that 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 would really worry me. And that like I'm a big guy, but that wouldn't stop six six big. Colombia. Now, now, if you were if you were a, a young female, cools, then yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> I mean the tr- and sadly, and it's not even a laughing matter, so I shouldn't even laugh. But like the, the females are, are obviously victimized more than males in this situation. Yeah, no, but there's males too. Yeah, it, it, there's whatever sick vice you're into, you can find something you can buy, somebody you can buy to satisfy it out there. It's well, it's terrifying it, to think well, about. And, it. It's horrible. And and also when you say they'll. they'll go to great lengths to to uh, you know shut this down uh they still have not nobody knows what that jeffrey Epps, the epstein list of yeah. all those people well, that visit correct that private, and private there's no question there's 100 percent no question that he was killed in that prison he did not commit oh, yeah, suicide that is 100 percent they interviewed some of the guards there and it said it's impossible that he could have committed suicide. Are, are there they're, i'm sure there's documentaries on that they're right? trying people are trying to yeah, find it out is, but the government's right. involved in covering it up because people in high places are involved. There's a lot in this of shit stuff. I gotta watch. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this it, is it honestly like it upsets you though as a person. You'll be, you'll, you'll, if, if, and you'll it, get emotionally mm-hmm. uh, more you'll than pissed. more than upsetting. Yeah. It's almost it, it's almost terrifying. It like, gives you no faith in in mankind. It 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 really it makes you more jaded I mean, than you, you already were. Like because you think you think what if what if because we're talking about this right now I'm gonna go home and a black car is gonna show up in my sure. lawn and take me out of the house <laughs> and cut my head off. Like and then nobody ever sees me again, and then they find my 
car exploded on the freeway. The, the only way it stops, though, is that people continue to talk about it. That's yeah. what it needs yes. to have yeah. happen. And that's what this movie is trying to do. And, and the thing is, like, if, 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 because the, from what I've, I've heard, and probably you, you too, Matt, that there's a lot of well known people involved in this. I like, mean, actors, big, big, big monarchs, like yes. people in, in other countries. People that were, I mean, and you've kind of got a, a little sniff of it. I mean, the Clintons are heavily right, right. involved, yep. some of the people in the royal Pizza family. Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Pizza yeah. Gate, yeah. But, but the thing is, regardless of what, what the, not, not only this, but just things you see in politics and all the wrongdoing that goes on. I just want one day to see a bunch of these fuckers held accountable in handcuffs, no, being drug out, and, and, and never to be seen again. But, but mm-hmm. you know, everything's covered but up. But we don't have anybody like J. Edgar Hoover era that wants to go after people. Everyone's yes. afraid because they're given a job because of this. Look the other way and you get promoted. Look, you know, do this and I'll do this for you. It's it's terrible. I mean, even but it goes where, like the, what we were talking about today about greed. Yeah. Greed all, is what yeah. drives all this. I mean, there's even stuff that there is, and I've seen, I think, I think it was Sandra Bullock on Ellen, was talking about how they take the blood of kids yeah. and they and it helps keep them young. Look young, yeah. Isn't that just That's wild? Just and she got so called out for it on Ellen, and I remember how awkward it was uh, in, in that interview. And just, Who got called out? Sandra Bullock. Somebody asked Sandra Bullock, and she said they take cells from little yeah. kids mm-hmm. and helps them look young, which is... It's basically like harvesting of cells and, yeah. and, well, and to a degree, Botox. And then you think about all the stuff that you don't know about that's going oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you, when you have a lot of wealth, you're connected to things that, that mm-hmm. we, uh, oh, just, and you we know, don't and, even and, know. And all those people, whoever they are, they're all... They're all uh, uh, Wealthy as hell, and you know they're they're all in this together. They know. I mean, they're protected. Like it's just like you know when you see athletes uh, make make mistakes and do fucked up things. In their mind, is like, well, I'm rich and famous. Nothing's yeah. going to happen to me. Right, John Morant. Wonder yeah, how it. Right. Wonder how I mean, it gets. These, the, wonder how it gets to the point where like you get to a certain level of fame, and does somebody come to you with like a a suitcase and say, hey, this is what we can probably. Do and you. you know what? A, a lot of times people get. A, brought into those things they don't yes. even know it so so say you're going into a business plan with somebody and a guy comes and presents you this ironclad thing and you're like jobs like yeah you know what i think this is a great opportunity and you invest in it and then you find one of the offshoots of it is human trafficking yeah. that you didn't even know about right. so i mean there are people that are drug into it that didn't want to be a part of it but then it's up to them though when they find out what they're into they got they need to expose people and if they do they end up dead it's scary. Oh, man. It's horrible. Mm. Maybe the pine room will get famous enough to we get some offers. <laughs> and then we can expose it. You know what would be awesome, though? Is it like, and this is what goes back to your dad having that having that question today about us. Would you would you be okay being a billionaire or winning a billion dollars? And, and Job Jarrett and I all answered yes. And part of the reason that I would say that isn't because of anything that I want personally. It would be all for the things that I could do. If I had a billion dollars, I would be trying to go onto these, I would be hiring the smartest hackers in the world to go find me these chat rooms where I can buy these people. I would buy up every single person that I possibly could and free them and just continue to, and just do it so quietly under the radar, just going out buying. You just buy and buy, 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 buy as many of them as you can. And that, like something like that, start a foundation, start something that's good and, and try Try to to help somebody without having to go take on that those people head to head because you don't know what you're going to end for there. And, and that's and how that, the rebellion started. Right, Star you Wars. have yeah, to take a chance and, and do something that, that maybe they're not thinking then of. Then we see in the news Matt 
Watson accused of human trafficking, and then you get murdered by like some, or you find. Hey, listen, if they wanted to accuse me of human trafficking, and I freed all these people, and people, and enough people knew that I did the right thing, I I would take the rap. And if I had to die, then that's fine. But I mean, if you do something good, I believe it's worth dying for. And I know that's easy to say when you're sitting here. We're not in the military. We talked about that. It would take a lot to get me to go into the military, but I feel like in the right circumstance, and I I do. I I see what guys like people who had parents in 9/11 and stuff that died or whatever mm-hmm. i could see that affecting me enough to maybe get involved in, yeah, yeah. into it and spurring you on so situations like that come up where maybe you're you're saying you know what this is this is what i want to want to do and if i end up dying for it or in prison or whatever it's the right thing to do i'm going to try to do it so any cheers yeah. to anybody that does that yeah, definitely. go see that movie definitely. or watch it yeah if yeah you can. that sounds well, interesting it is time for hypotheticals oh, so we're gonna geez. do three hypotheticals to round off the show here uh and chris I'm, wants to talk about twa flight 800 after that go ahead <laughs> no shoot fire no, away. No, no, I didn't. all right we do the hypotheticals at the end all right chris if there's anything on history then job is that all right yeah yeah all right, all right. twa flight 800 departs jfk from for paris uh, explodes 12 minutes after takeoff due to mechanical failure. Wait, they still what? haven't figured out. July 17th, yeah. 1996. Why have I never Blow heard of that? Really? Never heard Blow of that? No. Yeah. It's like uh, Final Destination. I remember watching yeah. that on, what, watching them search for it and everything. Wait, so what? So 12 minutes after takeoff. Yeah. So it was just like a, a regular commercial flight just yeah. blew up? Yeah. It was flying to Paris, yeah, from New York. And really? And yeah, it just blew up over the water. I remember wow. the stuff just floating around for like weeks almost. Finding wow, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't even. Yeah, know I want that to was say it was like a Friday or Saturday night when it happened. Nineteen ninety-six. That was before I was alive. I mean, well, well me, Job, and Cooley were alive. <laughs> oh man, five more yeah. people hanged for witchcraft in Salem in sixteen ninety-two. Mass. <laughs> uh, uh, it brings total count to nineteen. Just it's this. Yeah, that what a hor- that'd be a terrifying time. And talk too. about being terrified about people around you. That that. Oh. You you could do you could do so much as maybe like nudge like bump into you know Billy down on the corner, yeah. and he got a grudge against. Brenda him. had this one on a, one of her podcasts about um, they were called the Paisley witches. I think it was in Scotland, and this little girl tried to steal milk from somebody, and the lady like scolded her for it. Like don't don't that's not said yours. She's a witch, and she told told said told everyone in the town the lady was a witch, and they ended up killing her, and like a bunch of other women like that. That's how the girl was. and the girl just like laughed about it when she got older. It's uh, yeah. like <laughs> they believed it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Cools he he uh, he his wagon bumped into mine, and uh, he's a <laughs> right. he, he's a witch. Yeah. yeah, his pumpkin rolled out out in front of my <laughs> wagon. He's gonna kill him. Uh, Anything else on here? Yeah, 1969, Apollo 11 lunar module carrying Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin lands on the moon on July 20th. Did it happen? No. You don't think it did, Chris? Why, Chris? Back up your claim here. This is big. I I, I mean, why? I didn't know you were a space... Uh, no, I don't know anything. Anti space guy. I just. uh, I think it's crazy that it happened in 1969. That's insane. And it's never happened again. Yeah, why hasn't it happened again? I don't know. Why haven't we just? Done it you can't again, do just it. to prove like they just, they just had that footage they, they made that up in a studio <laughs> black and white there's, there's there's evidence behind that I Chris, mean, I, i'm not that. saying you're totally wrong because i i've seen both sides and i can see why they make a case for that yeah absolutely but again when you were talking earlier about uh whatever the, the earth is there, there's every fucking thing that goes on in this world in history there's always a conspiracy absolutely yeah. to, 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 you know so I don't know. I, I mean, I could see it. I definitely could see it, especially with the space race. Well, They're trying to beat the, the Soviets to the moon. Why mm-hmm. not just film it? Act like yeah. And a lot of the presidents back then saw pressure like to get to space. And like JFK 
And then, uh, you know, Richard Nixon, it wouldn't have surprised me at all if they staged that stuff well, and then they, to make and then, themselves look good. And then I and then I saw it. It was a YouTube video. I'd hope that John a, Glenn and those guys wouldn't lie about it, though. Well, and they, but they were, and now, again, this was a conspiracy theorist right. person. And they were they, they were doing, like, a press conference with, with uh, Neil Armstrong and who's who did you just mention? Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, and Nick, John yeah. Glenn. But uh, they, they were just they were just saying check out Neil Neil Armstrong his mannerisms he's not in a good mood he, he's he's almost like he's sitting up there knowing that they got to lie about this but that's Ooh, all conspiracy man. stuff but I, I wonder I, I what they would do how could they get you to do that to lie about I, 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 I don't know that would I know that, that's that would, that would eat away at me I think would I mean, bought, I think that would eat on their deathbed they wouldn't give a deathbed so confession I think that would that would just fifty five years ago this happened there's a famous interview with Buzz Aldrin. And he was asked questions about whether they went to the moon, and he got all pissed off and just didn't finish the interview. You don't think you could do that? I think I saw it. He got pissed off at the guy. Yeah, he got real pissed at him. Yeah, yeah. So he was, like, insulted that he would ask it? Or he was mad because he had to lie again? I think Probably both, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. all right. I I think that would just eat away at me. But, hey, there's there's three big ones in a row. Actually, four big ones in a row in here. All right. Uh, July 22nd. All on July 22nd. Uh, 1934, John Dillinger killed outside Chicago yeah. Theater. That girl set boy. him up. Yeah, and then 90, yeah, 91, uh, Dahmer confesses to killing 17 men. And then Stand in 92, man. Pablo Escobar escapes prison. Damn. And then the next day, probably probably the biggest one for me. Yes. First ice cream cone created by Charles was Menchies, Menchies, Menchies yeah. for World's Fair in St. Louis. My gosh, what a huge... Job, you don't like ice cream, do you? I will tell you this. I, I'm not. It will not be ever my first choice of dessert. But I had an ice cream cone from McDonald's yesterday, two days ago. Solid? And it was solid. Hit the spot? It hit the spot. That's it was cool. a big cone, too. It was a was big... It, was it like a cake cone, or was it a sugar a cone? A sugar cone, sugar but cone? they, boy, they piled it on there. Really? I thought it was going to be a I'm glad the machine wasn't broke. I know. I thought it was going <laughs> to be a dainty little cone. It was... They stacked it high. It was great. I'm going right. to go get one good, when I go home. There you go. You like ice cream, hey, Matt? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love ice cream. Wow, well, yeah, shit, we went... King Cone. Oh, I, I fucking I love still think cream. about that King yeah. Cone we went to. Cool. I, I would eat, I, I, I look like with 600-pound life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me, I mean, too. I, I mean, I love sweets, period, so I could just eat them you, eat until my teeth fall off. Do you like ice cream? No. No. Yeah, what do you like? Ice cream guy. You don't like cake. <laughs> what do you? I didn't know Tyler was that picky. I feel like no, he eats like, a lot I'm of stuff. Picky, Sweets-wise, yeah. you don't like a lot. No, I, I don't eat candy, really. I don't eat candy. I eat Reese's and... Ice cream. I can eat ice cream. So you like chocolate and peanut butter, then? Yeah, so. but I really d- don't. Dog. I, What's your like favorite Snickers dessert? Bar, I won't eat Snickers. It just tastes stuff. good together with the Reese cup yeah. version. What's your favorite dessert? I don't really have a favorite. Reese's Pieces. No, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like, have one. Do you like anything at Dairy Queen? I, I really? can eat a Blizzard, I, but yeah. I, like a Reese's Blizzard is right. what I'd get. But Ooh, yeah. I don't love it's it. making me Chris, hungry what for about ice cream. You? Right? Yeah, that sounds good. You, you like, like cake cream? and pies and stuff? Do I, I like cookies. Okay. So I guess cookies. that would be like a All peanut right. butter cookie. I like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But. You like ice cream, Chris? Oh, yeah. Chris likes sweets. Sweets, it's bad. Yeah. Have you, oh, it's bad. before we move on to... Uh, yeah, sorry, Joe. No, 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 you're all right. No, totally all right. I This Grandpa Joe's candy shop. Oh, fuck. Great. <laughs> it's oh dangerous. my god! I, I can't it's go there. Dangerous. It's like me going to Matt, Las Matt, Vegas. You, so you, Matt, you, you better bring your your checkbook. Well, and, I'm gonna have your, to get my dental plan get up. Your, yeah, get your diabetes pack because it's gonna it's, the diabetes. The diabetes doesn't concern me nearly as bad as the rod in my yeah, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can handle the diabetes. I can combat that. <laughs> I did have some. Uh, anyway, it's on the corner where the science center used to be. Do you remember where that? Oh, right, right when you get to Center Market, if you're looking at the market. It's mm-hmm. the first building on the left. Like, okay. it's that that okay. very first building. 
I got to give these people credit. It looks like you're in New York at a candy shop. There is soda. It's incredible. They have foreign, like old time candy. Foreign, yes. Uh, like uh, wafers or uh, satellite wafers. Satellite wafers. Those Necco wafers? Necco wafers. Necco oh, wafers. There's My mom loves them. They're, like, they're about the size of a nickel. Yes. My mom loves them. The, the, she does? Loves them. Anything you could want. Soda that's like, they have all kinds of crazy soda. They got like, um, uh, what was the one? What, what waffles and syrup? Ketchup we flavored soda. Uh, ranch flavored. Uh, blue cheese pop. Yeah. Ketchup it's, soda. Yeah. Yeah. Some of some of the. It, I thought it sound good at there's, all. It's insane a, the it, stuff they have. There's like a twenty pound gummy bear. Maybe not twenty pounds, but like five pound gummy bear. Sixty one hundred calories. I Woohoo! Mean, chocolate. I mean, homemade stuff that they have in the back. Ice Ooh, cream. That, that really would bring good. me back to my youth. Oh, Chris, it's unbelievable. You can get a box similar to what we have in the we office. You can get a sponsorship. You can fill them. it with whatever oh, you want on this wall. There's a wall of candy. Oh, is that what that box was from? Fill the box with whatever you want, and you take it. It's five bucks. Oh, I love it. Oh, don't tell me this stuff. This is well, man, you know what I saw the uh, the other day over at that, that Five Below store over at the mall? And you'll remember these, I think. They were individ- They were about the size of a, a little bit bigger than a marble. Individually wrapped. Remember those white baseballs, and it would it would oh, say yeah. on there like oh like, baseball like, gum. It would say strikeout. The yeah. gumballs. Home run. Is that what were they called? The, the, they were the gumballs, right? Were they gumballs? Well, I think they were. They were yeah. No. no, well, I don't think the ones you're talking are the ones you're talking about. Gum. I thought they were gum. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they have but those they at Grandpa like, Joe's. They, they had a result on them, like you know, like yes. home runs. Yes, yeah, they, they, they have them yeah. over at, at oh, Grandpa they, Joe's. It's unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe that they. I saw them they for the first time. Them. I didn't even know it was. A th- Chris, never yeah, heard those of things them. were Chris, huge. The, the, the selection is is out of this world. There's foreign candy. Japanese oh, yeah. candy, probably German chocolates. I mean, things. it's it's fantastic. Uh, that, that's, that's that sounds awesome yeah, to me. But you know what I find amazing is they used to have shops like that, um, like Chris said, bring back to his youth in big cities. But now our our world, everyone's so fat and obese, and, yeah. I, and, and but like moderation in those in the olden days, people weren't like that. They weren't this, this unhealthy, Mm-mm. and that stuff's been around for a long time. So I mean, moderation in I Ocean guess, City, the, the amount of candy kingdoms yeah. or whatever they're candy called. kitchens, candy and, kitchen, uh, and then yeah. that one place was yeah. called Sugar Planet. Yeah, they sugar yeah. Planet. Those yeah. are new now. They've only yeah. had those a few years, but yeah, Sugar Planet. Save the whales. Yeah. Go to Sugar Planet. Hey, real yes. quick, and, and speaking of sweets, I, your uh, your birthdays. Three up. days, and I think and just oh, his birthday that. or Jared's too. No way, y'all. Here's what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. On the fucking on the radio a... today, you said my party. Uh, just joking around. My birthday. You didn't even mention him. Yeah, well, Chris. I thought about that too. Like, I always say. I sometimes I forget. I and, and we we're. Actually, it's hard to forget when he's sitting right across. Well, from we were. <laughs> in a, shared the womb with. We him. were actually in a in a, I think it's a call or whatever with uh, our buddy Red, who also is July twenty first. And oh, just really? in the conversation, and then Sam, cousin Sam, yeah, cousin Sam. Yeah. In the conversation, I was like, "Yeah, my birthday," and not even noting that the two guys I'm talking to both share the same <laughs> birthday as me. Okay. Um, well, anyway, though, I wanted to bring that. Up. I think that that cookie store up at the Highlands is opening. Crumble, crumble. Yeah. On, 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 you might get a free cookie on your. Yeah, birthday. I got to get my pre. Those things my, are so good. my pre diabetes How much sugar do you think you have to eat consistently to get diabetes? It's a lot. Yeah, that and you have to, to have a high high volume of sugar in your bloodstream for yeah. a long time. Yeah. What is that? What causes it? Yeah, yeah, and certain people are more susceptible or, to it. I, I it, can't you also get it if you if you have a huge spike in your your sugar levels? Like it, I, I, I would say so, but I think it would be more than just like once. What what even <laughs> I think what does diabetes do to you? Like it it mess you need an insulin shots to reduce the mm-hmm. your sugar in like your 
you you don't have the the your body's not your pancreas isn't producing um, the insulin in your body, so then you have to oh, take injections okay. it says of it. There isn't enough insulin or cells stop. Re- there's not when there isn't enough insulin or cells. That the, the grammar here is awful. Too much <laughs> blood sugar stays in your bloodstream. So right. over time, that can so, cause serious health problems such as heart disease, vision okay. loss, kidney disease. So I guess yeah. So instead of your body naturally getting the sugar you, you out of your to, body, you you can't. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, McKenna, who is a uh, uh, listen, she listened to this. Hannah's cousin. She oh, hello, McKenna. Yeah, she's a huge fan. I, I'm going to call her out here in the Hi, podcast. Hi, McKenna. Uh, she she has a um, she has diabetes, but she has a the, the pen thing. Right. I can't. I. I mean, I give props to her and the, the girl. The, you know, whoever has you, to do that, that wouldn't work out well for you. You'd no, forget about I, it or I, something. You'd need no. You'd need one of the ones that you put on your body, like the, oh, the like alarms. The patches, yeah. yeah, like they need, wouldn't let you forget. You need a. Or you need a dog to to oh, sniff to, my levels. Right, yeah. sniff yeah. your levels. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see Job forgetting to do his his uh, readings each day. Oh, I'd be dead. Well, another thing I'd bad for you, like if you uh, they just find him in there on the fucking slouched over the like the radio deck. He'd be like. Oh, it, keeps, yeah. it keeps playing the same commercial yeah, over, and on, over and over and over again. Yeah, if, if you had to use an inhaler, that, that thing would oh, break, that'd be down in behind done. a cushion on a couch. Like when he would need it, yeah. done, done, done. done. It'd be, I'd be so dead. I had to use an inhaler for a little bit. I had, um, I got real sick. You, I got, I had real. Um, Lung issues. I was on a uh, what are those? Things That's called? not an inhaler. It's no, a, a, a I had breathalyzer. no. I had an inhaler. <laughs> I had a little inhaler. I carried around. I had a little like inhaler. one of those masks. You had to it's wear? still in the drawer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what's that called? What's that thing called? I used to have a fish mask, and it would. Uh, yeah, isn't you, it called? Just, isn't it called a breathalyzer? No. no, that's for booze. DUI. You, you took big breaths of it. You <laughs> oh, uh, like the thing you do oh, for a breathing, breathing treatment. treatment. Yeah, what's that yeah, called? What are those called? Uh, oh, uh, it's an Iser, something Iser, something. Uh, yeah, it is an Iser. Uh, my mm. mom will know. She'll be screaming at the TV <laughs> right now. But I used to have a fish mask, and I would breathe in it when I had the. I had real you bad had, like Vader when you were in the back. The yeah. Huh. All right, real quick. Uh, let's All go right. to the. We'll do two of these. We'll do two. I keep forgetting the names of these. What? What? Hypothetical? I Hypotheticals. Maybe. All right, here we go. Would you kill one innocent child to heal the world's diseases forever? Yeah. See you yes. later. <laughs> yeah. Don't Gone. Yeah. Done. Needs of the many. Sadly, yeah. I mean, wouldn't be an easy thing to do. Chris. Well, uh, you got to do it by hand. Oh, I got to strangle can, him. Can you? Do you got to kill him. Can you do it to a, a child that you know has no? hope at life no like one one, in, killer. one yeah, innocent random. child oh he's innocent he hasn't he been killing like mutilating like, animals gotta, like, you gotta out. kill him i know i but like i can't like shoot him or well you like, can <laughs> but you just you have to do it okay yeah i'm, I'm doing it yeah i just didn't know if i had to well, I, out that'd out. be tough man Probably, there's there no financial benefits <laughs> we're just saving you know i, I would do it saving a life of I, I would do it. <laughs> I would, yeah i mean you'd have to the needs of the many outweigh i think the kid might want it to happen <laughs> I don't think. Well, that. it's like, kind of like uh, in The Last of Us. Yeah, kind of similar yeah. scenario. I, I think though. I mean, yeah. think I'll about put, it'd all, be tough. It'd think be tough, about but, yeah. all the people you would save. Though, right? right. I mean, would you billions. take your own life to do it? Yeah, I would. Yeah, me too. I yeah, I think you'd have to. Like, if as, I knew for one thousand percent sure that nobody would ever suffer from any disease ever again, I'm out. Like, I would. I'd dive out of a plane. I'd right. do. DB Cooper with no shoe. Like you would do that today. But then again, I like think if somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, people. like a guy in a black," hopefully he was more convincing than that. <laughs> like if he looked like DB Cooper and he came up to me and he said, "Hey, 
It had to be convincing there because I have no idea right. if it's going to actually work. You're taking someone at their word. That's a little and he scary. Goes, hey, listen, <laughs> yeah. you What'd died. you wait till you lived a few more years? Well, no. If I got to do it now, he says you got to do it now. Like we, there's like some goo in your body that they got to harvest. They found it only in you. And they said, hey, you, we got to shut you down right now. We're going to lop your head off. You can, family yep. can keep I'll, your I'll head. I'll take or, a shot, and I just hope there's a reincarnation. <laughs> I would hope. I'd love to meet D.B. Cooper. But anyway. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, if you're out there, D.B., call. Yeah. yeah. We'd love <laughs> to hear from you. Where did D.B. go? What's the next one, Job? Um, which would you prefer if you had the option of ceasing to exist or you Being wander, a pirate fan. Or you wander yeah. the world forever, unable to engage with anything? So I can either never be exist or just exist and do nothing. You just wander around and you just walk. I'd rather just never exist. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd exist. I'd wander aimlessly. Like, do I ever die? Can like, I? Can I retain knowledge? Can I learn well, things? Yeah, I, I just think, can't interact. I think so. You just can't like go play that's pinball. Fine with or me. Something. I don't want to see anybody anyway. <laughs> I mean, do we? We can eat. We have shelter. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can, can stay in a hostel or whatever. Like, or, I can't. We can't talk. No interaction. With I don't humans. know. If it says no, can't in, in can't engage with anything. So I'm assuming that means people too. Animals. I just would rather not exist. What the hell was the point in that? What do I get? I mean, you just you just walk around. I'd give her one lap around the earth and then shut, shut it down. It down. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. I could see a few things. I'd be like a ghost. But I couldn't share the info with anybody, so that would suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. That's I'm tough. Gonna, let's do one more and we'll wrap it up. Uh, da, da, da. There's a lot of good ones on here, but I don't. I want to save them for some other times. Uh, which, what historical figure would be the most terrifying ghost to encounter? Mm, that's a that's a tough one. <sighs> terrifying what? Or terrifying terrifying like, ghost. Historical terrifying. Figure. I'm just trying to think about that. I'd say Hitler, but I but I, I, I'd say, say Hitler too. Scammy, though. Like, yeah, he's well, when like, ghosts aren't supposed to be able to hurt you either. So I don't I'd know say like Attila the Hun would. Freak yeah, that would me be the in there. Out. Genghis Khan, um, Typhoid Mary. <laughs> if she still was, that's not a good one. We need a good one. I, don't know. That, I, don't I mean, know, like, I don't tough. know how they'd be terrifying. Like, like thinking. if I was be back in the actual time they lived, then yeah, then I may be able to answer that. But that's tough. I, I, don't, I don't know. Some come some Jeff sealer, Dahmer. Sealer. Yeah, I would say Dahmer yeah. probably. Gary yeah, Ridgeway or Manson? Maybe oh, no, is Manson right, yeah, yeah. still? No, Manson's dead, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. died a few years ago. Chucky Manson. See, hey, he, Chucky Manson to me. Not, uh, yeah, we talked about it with Brenda on the show yeah, last week. Years. Yeah, Leslie Von Houten. Yeah, fuck that. Man, she should have right. never been in that. Last really, question really. here, and then we'll go. We'll, we'll shut it down. What strange thing would you make appropriate in society if you had that power? Girls walking around naked. <laughs> <laughs> What strange thing would you make appropriate in society should you have that power? Like if you if they said, Chris, you are now the world leader, you get to pick whatever Kim Jong il and Kim Jong un's successor, chairman of North Korea. I would say uh, (laughs) cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's strange, but I I would I would be a huge advocate of the uh, of the death penalty. And not that that's strange. I just that that that, (laughs) petty petty theft. I don't care. Like televised death penalty. Like oh, that'd be all right. Mm 
Like pay per view, Hunger Games, paper, pay per view. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. Now that would be. They should do that. Pay per view. What? Have Hunger Games oh, with Hunger Games. convicts out in the forest. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. Like, if, if Talk about knew, a sellout crowd. That'd be oh, sick. Like, wow. Like some freak here uh, murdered like uh, you know a, a kindergarten class. We should. They should yeah. hang him down there. At Heritage. I know Center. what mine would be. Good. And, and, and we just go and everybody gets rocks. Just throw a rock just, at him. I mean, everybody. How much? You like pay five bucks for a handful of rocks? Yeah, or you get I mean, a free, more, or you bring more, bring yeah, your own rock, and, and BYOR, the money, and then all the money that it's yeah, I, it doesn't matter. I, I'll I'll pay some money. It could be it. like just, a world tour. Yeah, he and, goes and, around and, to different cities, and you bring you, anybody pays five. By the time he gets to the third city, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I agree though. Uh, what you just said something I forgot, but whatever. I, uh, I don't know. All right, public spoutings for yeah. Chris. All right, Matt. <laughs> my my thing would be. I would get rid of all this sensitivity about words. Who decided that fucking shit were so bad? <laughs> yeah, like, like to me, they're words, and I'm and I. This goes broader than just cuss words. I I don't understand how certain segments of the world now people can say uh, they can defile the name of Jesus or any Christian thing, oh, yeah. and that's okay. But man, if I say the wrong word on on the radio, I'm canceled culture for the rest of my life. Whether it's anti-gay, racial, whatever. I, I just don't I think it's all words are the same. Words are words. They're not they don't hurt anybody. If I call Jubba a purple horn frog, it doesn't hurt his feelings. Like if that was something bad. Fuck like, you, man. Yeah, right. I know. I'm just saying, I enough with the sensitivity. We we need to grow past that. You gotta be I, I, you got to educate yourselves enough to know that words aren't going to hurt you. I get it. Some people don't like certain things. I you know, I'm not wild about certain things either, but I would put a stop to that. Like we shouldn't be censored on the radio. You shouldn't be censored on television of what you can show and what you like can say. On the radio. I, I just I think you should be able to speak what you want. You don't have to agree with it, but everybody's voice should be heard and any word is up for grabs. I don't see the problem and with just, it. And but, just and just how you know companies and individuals that they, that they uh, like you said, you make one mistake, you you, you make well, a, you, you see it every day. That, Baseball. That, now uh, uh, Johnny Bench is in trouble now. Yeah. And yeah. he made a slur, an anti-Semitic slur about a guy being chintzy about money, and yeah. and 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 that was, I mean, that now he's the all-time great for the Reds, and he's to, like he's he's treated like he's a human trafficker, like yeah. it's just not the same. But who are the who are all the the people behind the all media? This that is so yeah, that the is media, so powerful to do that. the media, they control your mind. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's it. There right. you go. Yeah, actually, yeah. the quote. Yeah, whoever controls the media controls the mind. Jim Morrison. Jim Mor- hey, is that the Jim boom. Morrison from the Doors? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, it is. I, okay. I don't know. I I don't really a strange thing. I don't really know. Jared Jared would make uh baseball 365 days a year. The Pirates would play double yeah, header every play day. Double header every day, yeah. <laughs> They'd have a winning record. <laughs> Ballpark food is available yeah. every 10 feet Man, on the I, street. I, right. I don't know. I don't know what I I can't think of anything. Cools? That's tough. Uh if everybody breathing, got to follow the Pioneer Park. Oh, yeah. oh that's go. a good one. That's huh? a good one. Good. That'd be a lot of people. I don't know. Job, you have one. Seven billion. I don't know. I was gonna say like you could just go to the bathroom wherever you wanted, but then everybody, then it'd just be horrible. Smell. It'd be yeah. horrible yeah. everywhere. Well, uh, you like Philadelphia? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's tough. Uh, strange thing. Um, Oh boy! You got, you got nobody to brush your teeth anymore. No, that's that, okay. Everybody would stink then. Yeah, but you said you don't brush your teeth. I don't. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, I mean, poor guys it, being assaulted. <laughs> I'm being assaulted. Uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I'll save it for question. I'll save it for next week. I guess we should. Uh, yeah, I think you should be able to chew gum in class. Teachers yell at people. <laughs> 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 I don't understand why that was such a bad thing. Like, oh, you put, spit the gum out now. Like, <laughs> put it under the desk. As long as I'm not blowing bubbles, I didn't yeah. see the distracting part. But, okay. it keeps you focused. That's a pet peeve. Oh, I. Oh, gum. no, that'd be. Yeah, too I don't dangerous. like that either. That'd be too dangerous. Uh, <laughs> all Ohio drivers don't get a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had to walk. They had to walk everywhere. Yeah, I anyway. like it. Except right. for downtown Wheeling. We got to go. Uh, thank you to Brenda from Horrifying History for, for taking the time to talk to us on the radio. We're going to be talking to her this week. Uh, actually, when you're listening to this, she's probably on the radio right now. Uh, you can check it out on t- Thursday. at uh, When's she coming on Thursday? Uh, she's in the one thirty. I believe. All right, so one thirty hour. She, you can check that out. Uh, she'll be talking to us there about the Titanic and, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, the military ex-military guy, yeah, uh, yeah. Sparky highest Renforth, ranking. yeah, highest-ranking yeah. officer in the military. So, two good guests that you'll hear in the next podcast. We'll, we'll yeah, he was uh, in there. brigadier general of the Marine Corps. Yeah, so big crazy. time. We'll, we'll be throwing that in the next podcast. So, hopefully, if you enjoy this type of format where we come in here and talk for an hour and then uh, you know put other guests on, because we sometimes it's really hard during the week to nail a guest for Tuesday at, at five thirty. It's yeah, kind of hard yeah. thing to do. So, if we can throw those into from the radio then hopefully you enjoy them if you enjoy them give us a thumbs up on youtube or wherever you're listening to this but uh thank you for joining us here for myself chris matt jarrett and cools uh and all of us here in the pine room uh until next time we'll see you here in the pine happy room. birthday twins yeah and yeah. sam so, and red happy anniversary